All right. Wonderful. There we go. We did it. We I did. Feel good. We did exactly what we needed to do to get things underway. Was that Henry and, G's uh, voice? Yeah. Well, you yes. already would have said his Indeed. name so far. Indeed. Yep. Your boy's back. That was that wasn't the introduction. I felt like we were going to have prepared for you. It just uh, you spoke before. Well, we it's a little really, underwhelming. Yeah, but uh, here we are. Yes, what, it's me, Henry G. What were you thinking, Jason? Because it feels like maybe you should have prepared something then if you wanted <clears> to have <throat> some form of an introduction. I I, I should have. Um, I don't really know. I just you know I figured there'd be a little bit more fanfare, like some trumpets. Maybe we can add that in post. So are you hoping that Yanko and I picked up the slack there without any form of communication, like, or did you hope that Henry had more of a grandiose entrance? I I'm, I think I think I'm trying to pinpoint. This I right I now. expected some kind of an introduction before he spoke, but when he spoke, it kind of you know in my head I was trying to come up with the the way to really give him the uh, the, the thing he deserved. Yeah. You know. The- the problem is when you've got such an iconic voice, yeah, it kind of gives up the, the game pretty quickly, right? Yeah, that's true. You, you sound a yeah, lot like Hugo. There we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I've been working on. <laughs> is actually coming through like that? Yeah, it's picking up. I like it. <laughs> Hugo B. Byron. I guess yeah. the way you can introduce Henry as the funniest man in esports is back. Used to be. Used to he's got to gotta reclaim that crown. Uh, I'm trying. Like, uh, I'm slowly but surely... Uh, reclaiming some sort of territory in the game who has it right now would you say um is it uh, i don't know yeah it it might be rush you know after i listened to last week's show and there's all that toilet talk you guys had that was some (laughs) top draw stuff but i thought he particularly was shining in that episode he brought some good energy though didn't he he did it was uplifting yeah, so he he sometimes comes as a as a bundle of fun. Uh, sometimes he can be a bit more cynical. Really depends what you're talking about. Oh, it was a bit of an ass last time. As far as I that's remember, that's true. He did it. He did attack you. He was using you. Uh, oh a, a yeah, I heard point. that when he came to. Are you talking about the majorly verified thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was rough. Also, you know, Henry, we, we've all been there. You know, other people trying to to bring you down and and point out uh, maybe some of the misfortunes. Yeah. You know, just before we went live, Jason did it to you, you know? Did he really? Did yeah, I? I mean, you're, you're trying to, you know, like, with the, the announcement is out, you're doing Blast, right? It's just, yes. just small beans for, for a guy like Jason. Oh, I was, well, I was just... Jason's a man who's done it all, you know? I was just, I, I'm still trying to get my name back out there. I was just interested to see if Henry was, was excited because I, I was think, trying to think back to, like, the, the last time I saw him at, like, you know... Uh, a tier one event and I was this morning I was thinking of it on the couch and I was I was thinking it had to have been like Katowice 20 2020 the, the um, COVID Katowice was like the last I live suppose I've done, tier one event I've done a couple of pro leagues Chad and I casted my, my comeback sure. tour yeah. in that's last, true in yeah. Malta live yeah. uh, from the, the Mold Hotel I believe it's, you that know, might have been the most compromised setup to come back after a two year hiatus Ooh. ever like right, doing uh, <laughs> it's all going to be in the studio it's going to be with another color commentator and uh, yeah we're just going to see how it goes I, that was actually fun though I think that was a good way to get back into it I, but uh, yeah I've just done pro leagues and stuff like that Jason. I just wonder Jason do you do that often do what I'll lay do. on the well, couch and think about the- Henry yeah, okay, I lay on I the couch think and, and think about other people sometimes. Yeah, not <laughs> always. Not always. Because not always you knew that we had him on the show today. Yeah, and well, and because I, I saw the talent announcement, it was a, it was a double whammy. Really, uh, there was a, a lot of Henry being injected into my brain. Banger of a talent announcement. Just me alone in a bubble. Into the void. In a cloud. You're in a bubble. Yeah, 
I, did, I should have put a better photo out there. If I realized it'd just been about me, I'd have like actually given a nice photo. You know the way that they miserable. sold it though? They were like someone who's worn my facial hair. That's that's what they gave us the clue. Do you, like, with, <laughs> did they? Yeah. I yeah. I saw it because I was tagged in a tweet. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, and, that's uh, giving me some flashbacks already. <laughs> a taste of your puby beard in my mouth. Oh, those are great memories. <laughs> I have that picture on my phone. It's such coarse hair. I couldn't believe it. it. Like, why are your hairs and your face so thick? It comes up on my photo frame like once in a while, and it just makes me smile each and every time. It's a good laugh. Oh, oh. shit. Uh, Iron Files. There it is. I've linked, I've linked the tweet. So they've gone four groups talent reveal number four. Clue four. This person once wore a mustache of Sponge's facial hair for charity. Uh, I'm glad that they highlighted that it was for charity. Uh, you know, you're doing it for a good cause. You weren't just doing it for oh, fun. Oh, yeah, but got two replies. It was, two people said it, my it, name. It wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't facial hair. They got that part wrong. What? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. But, that one, that Jenny's one. He's trying to joke. Yeah, it just hasn't. Landed. I just threw it out there into the world. <laughs> Thought I'd see what happened. <laughs> hasn't landed. Yeah, all of them do. Thanks, Come uh, on, man. thanks for your participation, though. It was, it was fun. Because I made the reference to pubes earlier, Chad. He was yeah. just kind of suggesting. Trying to, it was actually, no, but it, yeah. it wasn't actually Chad's facial hair. It was from his legs. No, um, that was done a couple. No, of years no, before, that was a different. That was so. a different November thing. Uh, that, that was, that was a different time. Henry wore someone <laughs> else's hair. Chad you had a few of those, didn't you? <clears throat> that was pretty funny. So, yeah, we were doing some wild legs. stuff for that November thing, man. Yeah, we did the ice challenge? Me, Jason, OJ. Oh, the polar, the well. polar bear challenge. We jumped. Yeah, in. whatever. The oh yeah, we was. did that. We jumped in like that river in Denmark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were so stupid. It's like an industrial. Well, it wasn't industrial. It was suburban. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like just a like a stupid body of water. Uh, it was strange. Why did we do that? Um, for charity, for charity I suppose. Yeah. yeah, that was. We, we would normally scramble the week before. Go right. We've got no stretch goals. We need to think of something interesting. And I think like, um, what was it, the ice bucket challenge was probably a thing back then. And yeah, but we, we didn't want to get caught in a bucket. Of ice. That was actually that yeah. was actually some of our most impressive work, considering we came up with that idea like the day before, and within 24 hours we had like 10 stretch goals, a graphic made, and we got ESL to let us execute all of it on that stage in Brazil. Well, that's really just the power of room on fire, though, isn't it, Jason? And drop the bomb. It was a joint collaboration. <laughs> and drop the bomb. It was, it was, it was a collaboration. collaboration. They don't seem to get a... Maybe even the only time we days. ever collaborated. The only time. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> drop the bomb, room on fire, joint. And it went fucking well. We should have uh, joined forces earlier on. And never did since, you know. So the, the it was always it was always like a Star Wars type relationship. I think both brands sort of still live on. I still use the drop the bomb email. I think Andy still has room on fire and his thing. So we're kind of united in a way now. Okay, the good parts well. have remained. Yeah, <laughs> and and merged and merged as well. Here we yeah. have the the union of of, of Jackie <clears throat> Chanders and Henry G. Ooh, yeah, Henry who would have saw that coming? To be honest, that wasn't on my bingo card. More likely no, for a Guardian appearance, if anything. Yeah, like literally the only reason it happened was because we got thrown into an online broadcast together and we were just fucking around so much that people loved it. Brazy party, man. <laughs> we'll give this a go, I suppose. Yeah, brazy party. Bringing people it. It like, together. Honestly, the event of the year so far, if you ask me. I thought that was a banger. You, Lots of money on the line and a win from Cloud9 as well. True. You don't get that too often. You guys casted uh, a lot of rounds that tournament. That was funny. Yeah, dude, I think it was like in like the 400s or something it was mental um every single game i had to cast a final for you as well that's right that's yeah. we were supposed to come in My internet. jason was too busy to commentate the final <laughs> 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 
<laughs> which is fine. Really. I got a last minute call that Jason was in. Well, he's the a blast offices recording content. So it's I not big enough for Jason these days. You know, yeah, Henry. he just goes, Henry, yeah. do you mind doing the final? Like, I've got to record content. <laughs> you, you booked content Wait. on the same day as the final. Wait, let's not paint a negative picture here because that's not how it went down. In well, that was my intention. I'm not going to lie, but you can tell the real story. It's no, fine. I don't care. There's always two sides. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't that Jason. bad. <laughs> but you you were recording yeah, content i was last, correct but i was i was gonna be casting him but the the uh the wi-fi in the offices wouldn't connect to discord and wouldn't connect to the to the vmix of the actual stream and then you, you tried on your phone as well i as tried to hotspot are you phone? proposing you're about to cast a grand final off your 3g is that what we're saying i was i was you're roaming oh, 3g i was doing what now, jason i was doing whatever i could to deliver <laughs> deliver a high-end product and you know sometimes the world just works against you in every way band you know the thing is as well i was kind of like post event celebrating taking that what you will <laughs> like i already got into the mode of the after party yeah so, yeah uh, you were i was merry let's just put it that it way probably that cool probably took like, the edge off the final yeah it, honestly it was one of my better casts so <laughs> like i think there's something to it i'm not gonna lie to you Perfect. but um jokes aside i'm always happy to fill in for you jason wherever you find yourself strapped I'm, I'm ready to jump in there it's all good thank you sweetheart that's no 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 that was fill in for you not fill you in Ah, nice! <laughs> wow, a lot of great well, jokes today, you guys. We're on yeah. fire. <laughs> well, you called him sweetheart. I was like, "What the fuck? Come on, man!" I can't call him sweetheart. Well, I don't know. Is that like? Do you, Henry? Often, how do you Henry, feel? Does about he often that? call you sweetheart? I like it. Yeah, I, I call everyone darling, so I can't talk. Oh, okay. True. All right, all right. No worries, honey. But um, I think that November thing because it was November that we were doing it for Alex had to get a Brazilian wax I remember that bro I had to film that like imagine that like literally I just stand there just staring at his cock for two hours I think it was, like, uh, I got used to it it was Phil from Big it was the one who had to edit it and oh, I was like yeah, edited, I was yeah. just like um, when you're going through this I don't mean to do this to you but can you just make sure that Alex's balls don't show up in any of these shots like just really look out for a pair of testicles uh, that was definitely the worst one he wasn't really that involved in the moment he kind of came in last minute like I didn't think he did the one before he came in for the second year I think this was and then he goes we gave him that mental stretch goal it started off like painting his nails which turned out to be something he's actually quite into um, yeah. a couple years later <laughs> probably thanks to November <laughs> so if anything that probably inspired him um, and then he had to yeah get the full Brazilian so they just did his like pubic area right but the girl was proposing to do his asshole as well I was like that's too far we can't we can't do that to him even for charity that seems like a stretch too far so we didn't go that far but you watching think a man get his you, entire region waxed is awful you think it's worse to get testicles waxed than your butthole waxed dude the 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 butthole. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? I'm not sure. We're allowed to swear. Yeah, Is it fine? Yeah, you could, you could right. say. Or you could use the I know you got sponsored by Spotify at one point. I don't want to come in and just uh, stab it. This is an audio on the episode. It's not Spotify exclusive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But even if um, it was. I would say there's a, there's, I think there's tens of thousands of nerve endings in the anus, Jason, which I thought you'd be aware of. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> True. I, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's a, that's a logical way to look at it. I'm gonna contest the ten thousand nerve endings, but um, I'm gonna Google it. I think it's maybe more, maybe more. But Jason, I think um, can we get a consensus here? Do you guys all think it's the testicles would be worse to wax than, than the butthole? I think the the testicles yes. would be the testicles yeah. are worse. See, Henry, <laughs> he's saying that definitively. Like Yanko knows if you had experience with wax at all. Not really, but it's just a more sensitive area. The skin is thinner. <sighs> I don't think I agree with that. The skin is thinner, so, you know. 
It looks like battle kind of. I suppose it depends. Like it depends on where where in the anus region that we were, would be talking of. The <laughs> I'm hair on the removal. Wikipedia page of human anus right now. What is my life? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like I, d- I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's very graphic. They've just got <laughs> HD images like on the homepage. Like I don't know what I expected, uh, but yeah. Well, it's meant to be educational, which is what you would hope that Jason was, Henry. You were saying that you'd, you'd expect Jason to have this type of information as a seasoned. True. Uh, a father as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's going to listen to this one day. Yeah, well, hey, it's be like a time capsule of where we were at in the year Perfect. 2023. I thought the Jetsons would be a thing by now, but that's not to be the case. Um, okay, uh, would you like to read this out for the class, Henry? Or yeah, I think I think I think we should leave it there. <laughs> All right, taken us as far as it needs to go. We um, were talking. Uh, <laughs> there was also, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how painful that is, but I know for Jason, Creamy Moses V two was pretty painful. Bro, I got home because oh, that was a concussion. Well, we didn't do an actual cream pie that time around. That was just whipped cream on a plate that had sat on the desk <laughs> for forty true. minutes. It was melted. <laughs> like a tinfoil plate. So it was literally no, no pattern. It was uh, Yanko's hand into a plate into melted whipped cream. So I mean, essentially, Yanko just punched me in the face it was for sure. So melted, bro. <laughs> it was like this full liquid on a plate wobbling, and he just got walloped. Because Yanko sat there and he's like, "Wow, if I go, if I go like slow." and calculated with this all the whipped cream is just going to slide off so i got to go you know fast and hard and that's exactly what he did he punched me in the face with a plate well also creamy moses is just such a legendary thing that has happened in that photo and everything i like you know i had to try my best to live up to the to deliver to deliver yeah, yeah to live up what to is the, the- when is the documentary coming out about that? Like the history, the etymology uh, of the Creamy Moses career? Netflix has reached out to me. Uh, we're in negotiations with a production studio. So we're trying to pick between a couple different studios. <laughs> Drop the bomb. Um, from on fire. Yeah, Newman sent in a, a, his resume uh, for review. So have, uh, so have a couple of the people in the industry. I was thinking back how long ago it was since the original Creamy Moses. That was, that was San, San Jose, Jose 2015. 2015. Yep. That was San Jose 2015. What a time that was. Like, really, like, I look like an absolute baby in those photos. <laughs> it's such a wild... Yeah, it we is. We need to do something for, like, the 10-year anniversary for it. Uh, I think that's a good point, actually. I don't know. Jason, get all the gang back. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think, I think the anniversary should be me getting to hit everyone else with a cream <clears> pie, because this has just been brought up so much. I feel like I deserve some divine <laughs> equality, some divine justice. I'd like to... We'll I'd talk like that to, I'd like to refute that, Jason. How often do you hear me talking about the cream, the cream situation? That's true. It's not as it's not as free. You're going to get one in the to face. Be fair, for all I'm the, the artist behind the original creamy Moses. I put the cream pie on his face. I placed it. You had to, you know, that. I've never asked you, but you had to have enjoyed that so much. I was giving you so much shit for source, dude. Can you uh, imagine? You... I just beat you guys in a three on three and won like a laptop, and then I get to smash you in the face <laughs> of a pie as well. Like that was one of the top five days of my life. Like the way the crowd is chanting, everyone's loving it. Yep. And like I'm some sort of hero in the arena, and then I get to create that photo as well. Like I got to <laughs> indirectly almost ruin your life with how big it became. <laughs> like, Jesus, I, I felt so bad. As like the way I, as I didn't like slam it in your face. I really like grabbed the back of your head and pushed it in there, and smudged it in, and made sure every crevice of your face was filled. Yeah, and that's how you create art. It took your time. <laughs> Yeah, Jason, how, how much did that affect you and your, your growth as a, as a man? <laughs> I think at one point, Jason, you were quite upset how far it was. I, I, well, yeah. after, there was a after, after, a, yeah. There was a subreddit, yes. Anders, Anders made the subreddit, of course he did. Um, 
It was, I didn't care at the time. It was a year down the road when that was still a thing that that was starting to get to me. But I've always thought of it. You want to know something, there's something real about it. I've always thought about it like, in a way, that was actually, this is just how random the career can be sometimes because that was actually like a pretty significant event in terms of making me, my name known among the community like widespread immediately. Right? Like, everyone knew that fucking meme. You didn't necessarily lean into it so much, though. No, I didn't really want to lean into it. Uh, it was... <laughs> you were, At one point, we were, like, talking about, like, can we make a t-shirt or a vape juice or something? Like, that would have been... Yeah, we did talk a about a vape juice idea. a lot. We did talk about a vape juice a lot. But the whole, you know, nicotine making a nice, delicious flavor, you know, that, that kind of creeped me out. Yeah, I, I took the, the nicotine sponsorship and dropped the bomb. Didn't go down too well. Sure. Um, I was vaping every episode and people would just... That was the funniest fucking thing in the world. Just massive clouds during a podcast. Hearing the vape noise. I I was like the best salesman for that podcast. I got 20 grand out of that guy. (laughs) Vape people. All I had to do was just use their vape juice and vape. They gave me 20 grand. I was like, of course I'll do it. I needed needed that money to even make the show work. Yeah. Well, you know... I'm just looking... Just just take a look at what Yanko's put in TeamSpeak here. Yeah. Um, So on the left is is people are going to have to bring bring up a picture or maybe <laughs> look we can at that look at that look at the work i put into that first photo the the kind of the the pastry on the face his eyelashes are covered in cream it's perfect can i just say though if you look at the expressions here so on the left is the henry g more cakey uh cream pie experience here uh, yeah, but you can see you can see jason <laughs> jason's look on the face is a man who is acknowledging defeat okay Right. Whereas on the right, it looks like Jason is holding in a lot of pain. It looks like he's I like was actually- Yanko again. Can we go back to ten seconds ago? Yanko punched me in the face when I got back from. Can we make this the caption of the podcast when, so people know? When I got episode, back from that event, my dad just goes, "I would have punched him right back." And I was like, "Well, we're on stage for charity. I can't get into a fucking fist fight." Look at your ear as well. It's so deep in your bit, ear. But- You've gone like deaf. So after after cream. right after this happened, I'd ha- I had like a meeting scheduled later in that day with uh you guys remember ken hirschman he was like the vp of uh hbo boxing he had just come on to esl and they had set me up with a meeting uh with him um to have a conversation i walked off the stage to go wash off and of course i run right into him like the head of the hbo production now coming into esports and i'm supposed to have a respectful meeting and i'm covered in fucking melted whipped cream i was like hey nice nice to meet you i'm gonna go wash my mustache as well (laughs) yeah and the the Mario, the Mario mustache. <laughs> uh, the mustaches were a lot. They were aggressive. They really they were. were. Jason's definitely got the most aggressive. powerful mustache. Of all time. I had breakfast so with Henry the next day after shaving that mustache, and we just like look. I looked up at one point, and he was just staring at me, laughing. <laughs> I, think we, I couldn't even eat. I think it was both hungover. He's having to look you in the face with that mustache and a kind of hungover uh, look on your face. It's just like <laughs> the funniest thing to me at the time. Was like, Jason, just get that off your face. Like, it's not even worth it. Like, well, wait, just, you need to get. I did. I shaved it the next week because I had to go back to E-League and be on American television. I was like, I'm not wearing this oh, fucking mustache right. on TV. I'm not wearing this mustache on TV. I did it throughout the Asus ROG thing. So me jumping out of a plane for this Asus thing with this horrendous fucking mustache on my face. And mine was quite a, quite long because I had the beard. So I shaved the beard down into the You stash. almost brought like a Fu Manchu into the situation. It was just, it was a little bit, it was a little bit too much. Yeah. And, that, and that's how I jumped out of a plane instead of, you know, looking somewhat respectable. But there are people who pull off the mustache. Um, Scrawny does a good job. Yeah, that's true. I literally can't grow one. I still have the 13-year-old mustache for some reason. I'm a 35. 
Yeah, well, I, I, it, it, it's not for it's not for everyone, you know. I think no, that's 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 the moral of the story here, guys. It's not for everyone. Jason doesn't love cream pies anymore. No, actually, I don't know if he ever did. I don't. Um, do you have cream pie on uh, the Fourth of July to celebrate your independence, Jason? No. Yeah. What are the O'Toole traditions? Can we talk through what the plan for the day is? Uh, I'll be honest. We don't really. My family doesn't have any crazy traditions other than shooting fireworks. But I mean, I'm probably gonna okay. make some make some bratwurst today on the grill. Uh, just for like an early ah, dinner. Typical American dish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Are there safety the concerns? Are there safety concerns not for the bratwurst but for the fireworks? Absolutely. There are plenty We've of safety concerns. We've all seen the videos. We've you need you need them. to you need to <laughs> practice safe firework uh, execution uh, for Could sure. Could you talk through some safe firework etiquette? Well, first of all, you got to make sure the uh, the sky is clear, right? Like the area around the firework, above it, no tree branches hanging over it, no like okay, dead no trees, collisions. dead leaves, right. no no fire hazards. Um, next to the fireworks you want to have a, a solid foundation so i'll be laying uh, down about six to eight cinder blocks in a square on my yard to make sure it's a flat surface with which to uh, fire the fireworks okay a level platform yeah you don't want them tipping over after you've lit the fuse and pointing at the house that's a that's a that's a bad time um okay. and then we're gonna have a bucket of water uh next to it as well to uh, to douse all the used fireworks after they've been successfully launched uh and then we're also going to have a hose ran out uh from the house to that point in the yard so if there's any duds we can hose them down from a safe distance uh and make sure that they're uh they will not be you know fired randomly are you using a lighter or a wick uh, they all, all the fireworks have wicks on them. So we'll be using uh, one of those like long grill lighters um, mm, to nice. light the wick. Okay. He's thought of it all. Yep. Uh, will there be earplugs provided or do you have to bring your own? Uh, we don't, earplugs. We don't, not we don't of use earplugs. earplugs. Fireworks no. display. <laughs> it's, no, not, okay. it's not that so. kind of a situation. Maybe for dogs, maybe, maybe there's an invention. Well, I just for thought, dogs Henry, there's a newborn baby around. I thought maybe the baby, you know, the baby yeah, will be. The, I didn't. I didn't think about that. The baby will be sleeping. The fireworks will probably be happening around nine thirty p.m. The baby is uh, well asleep for about an hour at that point. Um, okay. Yep. The, my brother's. How long the baby sleep for? Uh, well, like a long time or not very much. Or? At night, she sleeps pretty much through the night. At now, we're up to like seven hour stretch, six to seven hour stretches, with maybe like one wake up for like half an hour. Uh, that we have to deal okay. with, and then but daytime naps are a little random. Anywhere from fifteen to twenty minutes, uh, all the way down to like an hour and a half is usually about what what a daytime nap is. Okay, so you're out of like the kind of the worst period of it all. It seems like you're getting some rest now. Yeah, yeah, they we're catching up on some sleep. It's good. It's not bad. Okay. Well, there we go. With this, it's always it's always interesting, especially like with with um, Trace and and Jason. It's like these they have fucking kids. Yeah, you get windows into the into the world. We're doing sleep training just now, which is uh, where you where you try not to um, you let them fall asleep on their own. So that that part, the, it's hard getting to sleep nowadays. There's a lot of screaming and a lot of crying because uh, she's not getting the attention that she used to get because we're weaning her back so that she can sleep on her own. It's okay. interesting. It's a weird world out there. It's quite the cross section of human beings that we have right now. Talk when you think about the, you know, the all, all of the different uh, things going into our day. Henry was just on my balcony, and we were going through different mice to see which mouse Henry might identify with. Yeah, that's with my main problem right now. To uh, <laughs> talking <laughs> which, about which mouse am I going to use? For <laughs> <laughs> we're going through the the uh, the Vaxi XE wireless. We've got the fucking the Razer Viper coming out to play as well. 
Uh, we were just, you know, going over different discussion points, talking about my mouse selection and well, choices. It's a pretty big moment, Chad. You changing mouse shape generally, or just changing to a, a premium brand. Yeah, it's quite rare. You've been you've been sticking to your guns for years. Yeah, and and, and uh, right now, I would like to use this platform to make a plea to Logitech to create a 305 shape version that comes uh, rechargeable. Uh, as opposed to the changing of batteries, people say hey, you can change the That's batteries, so okay. you can get like, rechargeable hey, batteries. batteries. I don't want to hear that. I don't want that. I want a USB C. I want something that <clears> has <throat> the quality build okay. of a super light in a 305 shape. I think it's a shape that there's a lot of people out there wear sleepers, but there are people who use this mouse. Now, that is the shape that I've been using for the entire time I've been playing Counter Strike, all the way back to the MX300. Uh, when I was, you know, 13, 14 years of age, okay? Sure. So that similar shape, I followed the, 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 the lineage of all of that. Now, there have been deviations throughout the career. Uh, at one point before I just retired, uh, I, when I was playing good Counter-Strike, so when I took down the Titan, gentlemen, I was on the 305 shape, right? And I changed to an FK2. Because I was like, the 305 shape, it's not, it's not going to last. I figured I had to upgrade, just like we were having the conversation on the balcony, Henry. You know, like, yeah. it's getting a bit archaic. I've got I've to shift away. So I was like, I'll go to something a bit more modern. And then after that, the FK2, it just, it didn't stick. It wasn't my jam, you know? There was probably a lot of factors to me being shit, but I just didn't have a great experience with it. And then back to the 305 shape for, since then. And then recently, uh, I've gotten this Razer Cobra Pro, uh, which is very similar in size and shape proportions, if you were, uh, as the 305. So this is, this is something, it's a, it's a bit more of a sturdy build. And uh, where you were talking about, Henry, was the, the fucking custom mice I have. They're too flimsy. They're not, they're not wear very and tear flimsy, for, right? uh, for a frag printed. Fest. It's a very cool concept they've come up with, like taking all the old mice and like re-engineering them uh, with modern hardware. But the 3D printed technologies is not there yet. It's got too many imperfections. It feels flimsy. Uh, it's not quite there. I think it's not giving me what I need. Yanka, what mouse are you using at the moment, Matt? What have what have you got your hands on? Um, it's the EC two B, I think. Zowie, the the largest Zowie one, basically. Not wireless, though. No, not wireless. I wanted I want to try out the wireless Zowie, but we don't have it in Serbia yet. So probably when we go to a tournament or something, I'll order one. But yeah. they're hard to get nowadays. No, like they're they're usually out of stock. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I want to switch to wireless because with this setup that I have at home, it would be just easier, more convenient. The wireless tech is all the tech though these days, right? Like there's very few pro players still playing on like a wired mouse. I think everyone's on the wireless life. And I think the like super light, like I feel like that mouse has been one of the most popular that gets used by the pros, right? Yeah. It's, uh, and, and then you have like a lot of, the, the market's pretty like competitive at the moment, right? Like Razer are bringing out really quality products. Um, I think that, you know, SteelSeries always have some good stuff. So the, there's, and there's a lot of like more niche products as well, but it is interesting, like playing a video game for so long, like thinking about a mouse is something that is just really commonplace for me, right? Like, cause it's a thing, it's like a tool I use every day. As a tool I used to use when I was playing. Uh, and it was a big part of how I could play. And like most people probably don't think about their fucking mouse at all in a day. And here, like there's people who are looking at like, like I learned that, now I'm going to explain this super poorly, but uh, that like all the mice, like let's say that I have three separate mice next to each other right now. Um, and whatever, like, like they're all set to 800 DPI, but they're not all 
800 DPI. Like there was a guy like did a video who like measured exactly like the movement of what it would be for 800 DPI like the same units and they were all different. Like I fucking learned that the other day about mice. That's fucking, why, why, is that, why is that the case? Why do some mice have like acceleration built into them? Remember back in the day with some SteelSeries mice, it used to have like some negative XL built into yeah, you it? You needed to like get a yeah. driver to <clears throat> sort all that shit out. Was it the Sensei, I, I think? Sensei or the Zai. I think the Sensei, yeah. Sensei was the silver one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it was that one. I don't know, for me, like the most important thing are the clicks. I need the clicks to be, you know, like... Firm. I, I, firm? I need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to, to really feel when I click. I guess Is it's shape like, important to you? Yes, but I I just like the I guess the the Zowie EC ones like it's similar to like a death adder shape. It's sort of curved. Let me bring it up. It's this curved be a little bit so it's like I don't ergonomic, like, right? Yeah, I don't like those I don't like small mice either. You know? Okay, Just so small and you light. Like, like, you like I, to I like feel the weight in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I like to feel it in my hand, Jason. And you're yeah. rocking more of like a palm grip than I imagine. People talk about yes. this shit. This was something yes. I never thought about when I was playing. It's only something <laughs> I've thought about like since. And like I sit and I look at the way that like I hold my mouse and stuff now. And you can actually get in your head about it. This is something I remember when I, when I heard people talking about different grips when I was playing, it was like, and then I started to look at my grip, but and I was like, "Well, have I been gripping the mouse correctly?" Yeah, but it's most—it's just like kind of preference, isn't it? Like, has there ever been anyone who's been able to make an argument why one grip is actually better than another grip? Well, I don't think—I don't know how we would would measure that, but I—I uh, I, I think something that is key though is we all know, and we've all played with different people who have different keyboard positions, right? Yeah. I played with guys who would have their keyboard at ninety degrees, right? Like, and I don't mean ninety degrees, like. Uh, horizontally with the table I mean vertically with the table and th- we have people would all, all have different setups like that but it's just one of those things when people talk about it um, you can overthink it right like is there because it's like anything is there a better way to do it and I think when you're learning something like Counter-Strike there's a part of it that needs to be feel right so like what feels natural to you or but you have people who have the fucking crazy key bindings like the mezzies and the fascias who have these fucking really strange key bindings and their brain puts the game together with those strokes and movements. Whereas like, I guess most of us have pretty similar stuff. Like Henry, I think is a different example because his sensitivity is like giga, giga fucking low. <clears throat> like Henry's getting to yeah. work at every time he moves. You do, you do have a really tough sensitivity to just sit down and have a good time. Yeah, there was only ever one pro who had the same sense as me. That was like uh, Scream's brother, Nevera. He had the same like zero point five eight hundred DPI. You're just moving your arm so much, but at least, I guess yeah, at least I don't have staying focused. I'm too old to work that much to you know. I've always like ever since I was like fourteen, I've always used that crazy low sense, and for better for worse, I've stuck with it. It just feels the most comfortable. Okay. But when we play games, Henry, it's like good for you in like clutch situations where you know the angle they're That's coming from. Shines. Like you exactly. always That's win that fight. Yeah, because your crosshair's not fucking whipping all over the place. Like it's always quite steady. Like yeah, it. when it's quiet, like tense, like one vx situations, that's when it really does shine. But uh, mid round can be a bit chaotic, especially on T side. Like trying to turn from flashes, I guess that's the worst part. Yeah, you're not yeah, an entry fucker. No, no, definitely not. Especially like if you're coming out new, trying to look at hut above you, like just can't, can't do that. 
Uh, actually, that's that that right there is fucked. That's where you want to have like a DPS switch, right? Like if you're going in for just, it's not going to be accurate, but at least you can yeah. swing the fucking mouse around. Yeah, right? coming out hunting you is <laughs> just not an option. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I'd be the third in the pack. So remember that if you run into Henry and matchmaking on Nuke, he'll be coming out yeah, squeaky exactly. door every single I'll, time. I'll be, I'll be uh, holding the lobby for the push. <laughs> but we played, we actually played some CS2 uh, Nuke matchmaking the other day. Yanko, you joined us, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We played a little bit. It was dog shit because the opponents were all bad and we just rolled over them. Why is but everyone on CS2 trash? I don't like, know. Is that it's like very you rare. play against pro, current pros, or just everyone's shit? I just think that's because they haven't given out like a lot of access, right? Like, But th there is quite a disparity. I think that's something that I learn when I play the more matchmaking stuff and like CS2 is a, is a better reason to do that. Um, and you get to see like the real disparity in some of the people who play. Um, and I guess that's it. Like we are so focused in our bubble of a high level of Counter-Strike understanding because we've been, well, all of us here played like Counter-Strike at like the obsessive level, right? We all played it at the obsessive level where we were part of teams and, and, and you know, it was our every day for fucking 16 hours. Like that, that and, and it was a big part of our like teenage years and growing up. And we know what like scrimming is and doing dry runs with our team and all that kind of stuff. And then you go and you play a matchmaking game and you see it's just some fucking guy who goes, oh, Counter-Strike's cool, and then just loaded it up. And like, I feel the game now, the way that people, it's better, it's more accessible, but it's less social. Like, and it's less like, you know, learning off of other people. We had so much of that in the early days. Like it, was, it felt, it didn't, I don't know if it was easy to find yeah. like mentors or whatever, but you knew who the people in the community were. Playing with people that are better. Well, than and like, taking their fundamentals was a big part of and it. And also, like back in the day, we didn't have all like the resources there are now. Like there was no like aim bots. So yeah, I mean, if you true. if you wanted to just no practice YouTube. your aim, yeah, no YouTube, no Reddit. So if you just wanted to practice, you just hit up a teammate and you guys hop on Dust Two and just fight in mid, you know, for two hours straight or something like that. Or you know, your teammates hop in or you play a map USP, and that's about the extent of it. And you just kind of pick things up through conversation and through just re repetition at that point. It is wild, like how many times you know you wouldn't be able to get a scrim, and you'd just sit there. And I, we all had our niche maps. Like for Jason, you always mention a map USP, right? Yeah, like that's one that, that I think which sticks map. out for you. I love that map too. We played a lot of um, like mini dust. It, it was just like you could buy guns, but it was a nice little quick fighting map, right? Like I guess essentially a wingman map was would what it would be compared to today. And we played like a lot of that. We played like a lot of like orb dust and stuff, but you could play it with. Um, it was this really fun mod we used to play. It was the Warcraft 3 hook mod in 1.6. And with the hook mod, it was great. Like you, you'd bind like E to hook and you'd like hook people like to a you. certain distance away. Yeah. No, no, no. You'd hook to it, right? So you were so mobile. Okay. This and is like this. Like a grappling. This is like the Spider-Man yeah. Spider mod. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. X-Men mod. And it was like really cool on maps like rats and stuff and where you could be, I think it was the night elf and you could go invisible and shit. Yeah, the Warcraft 3 you know, mod. The, yeah, or, like, the orc grenade did like 300 damage. Yeah, that on like Dust 1. I remember you'd play it on Dust 1. People would always just nade into those fucking tunnels yep. and just get shitloads of frags. There was just so much. Like it, it felt like Counter-Strike had a lot more. Well, I guess we would find what we wanted to play as well. I think now there's like a higher expectation that you, the game gives you uh, right. what's available. But a lot of the stuff we played was just mods that were on servers. So, and it was word of mouth that you'd hear about it or you'd stumble across it just searching through servers and shit. I'm trying, I look sometimes, like I see there's like a... Um, clutch mods and stuff now like you know retake servers or execute servers now there's like clutch mods that puts people in like one on three situations and shit people still making stuff yeah it, it gets out there a little there. bit for sure yeah 
Yeah, I don't, look, gentlemen, I don't know where we want to go with today's conversation. Um, I know that Yanko probably wants to talk about the Brazilians a little bit. <laughs> he loves he loves a bit of he loves a bit of Furia. I think is is um, art your like your version of Maui's Nafani? No, I'm I I wouldn't say that. Like, I think also you could see that Furia was trying to to change their playstyle, but it was too late. You know, and you could you could see how uncomfortable everyone looked on that team trying to do that. The problem I have with with the way Furia handled these changes and everything is basically why I wrote on Twitter like a day late and a dollar short. First, you know, if you wanted to get fallen, you should have probably gotten him like before when Imperial. he went to Imperial, right? Like yeah. he should have gone to Furia instead of Imperial, or even to like. Team Liquid, <laughs> you know, like you should have gotten him way back when he was also a little bit younger in some sense, but also um, not not waste as much time, right? And the second thing is, it's like okay, you're bringing in Fallen, you're bringing in Cello, safe and drop her out. They probably would have been out anyway. And then it's like, why not make the full change and replace Art as well? Like, are you telling me you can't find? an aggressive rifler in Brazil or like you don't have money to spend after having to cash out a lot for, for Fallen and, and Cello as well, I assume, right? So it's just, you look at the the in-game leader and the coach are the two guys who set up the game of the team and in a way the, the identity of how they want to play, right? And you're bringing in Fallen now because you want to play differently and obviously he's going to be the in-game leader, but you still have the two people there who are the most responsible for the way Furia has been playing for the majority of the time and you have a player in art who just has a certain way of playing the game that he cannot play uh, a much in a much different way this is this is what i wanted to ask there yanko right because when we're looking at this i was thinking about this uh, this morning actually uh, with with the fallen way of playing how how are we gonna is it gonna be like imperial right because this is the question what 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 is the in-game leading style gonna be like is he gonna you know bring a lot of what he did with the imperial boys but he has more firepower in furia right he's got Serrato, who is the best brazilian player and one of the best riflers in the world right now like yuri's not too shabby at all a very solid solid rifler in the team um I assume Art's still going to be used aggressively. Maybe Fallen wants to try and use him in the same way he would like a like a fur, right? And I know that's quite a bold comparison to make, but in terms of making Art chaos, Art is nowhere and stuff, close to, her, to fur. No, he's like, not, not, not going to have the same multi-kill like, potential. But you know, in the in it, that kind a, of piece, it's a, it's a this justice to fur to put him down to that <laughs> and like compare him to that. Not an injustice. I pl- I've had fur as my player, and like fur is. A complete, a compl- but this is what I'm asking. Miles like, what type of style do some, you think what, they would whatever run? Art is. The, the problem is, it's very simple. It's like you have the two guys there who obviously, at in, in their core, they believe some things about how the game should be played, right? And Fallen is a nice guy. Like, I know him, Jason knows him, like, for ha- having him on the team, right? Like, I just hope that in this team, he f- sort of forces, he pushes his way if he has to. Right, because sometimes like he would be too open to other people's opinions, and he wants to make everyone happy. It's like fuck that. This is probably your last, you know, team when it comes to competing on a tier one level. Like do things your way. I don't know if you know how 
Art is still on this team, honestly. I just don't know. I, I don't know. Like, he, is it he's a been, call three he's been with them for so long, any, so any I guess event? they want to give him one last chance. For me, it's silly when you're making such a big change and you're removing him from the captain role. Why keep him on the team? Just let him go somewhere else. Like, he should go somewhere else and find players that want to follow him and that he can maybe lead to whatever you know and gary too i don't know about him man like I, I, he, he's a good he's a cool guy but it's like where who takes responsibility for what furia has been doing the last three years it's not <clears> safe <throat> and drop who were the issue <clears throat> you know sure they maybe didn't help too much but it's you, do you guys also get this feeling where it's like whoever comes to furia right just sort of <clears throat> sinks you know like whichever player you get, he performs worse there sure. in that environment with that play style. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's necessary. What the exact reason for that is, or how true that is. But for me, it's remove art as well. Get another young, aggressive rifler. Um, you could have even tried to get, you know, Vinny too, if you're looking for someone to be like a sort of a glue guy. And he used to play with Yuri and Serato too. Like, I, I thought that would be a a good idea but i mean I just, for for me it's nothing to do with the play style i don't know why you'd keep art and have that kind of like you you now have like two leaders on the team yeah like what if like you know having that like to the two guys that i mean art who's obviously done it for years and now fallen comes in what if like one day someone gets frustrated with like not not quite feeling as clean and comfortable with fallen and is just like i want to go back to art style like why even have the potential for that for that back and forth and that split leadership um, but isn't this what we want to do? Like, so it's it's easy to see like what would make sense, but there's a reason that with the decision they made. Right? I I bet it has to do with money. To be honest with you, what fallen was seven hundred and fifty thousand. I think the article said, and that's Cheap not shoes, that's I not including that's standards. that's not that's not yeah. including the the New York advertisements. But um, I think Chad made a good point, like bringing in Fallen, we were talking about it this morning, but bringing in Fallen and his brand, what it does for the organization oh, yeah, it's huge. is pretty massive as well. So like, I feel like I had the same thoughts as like, that seems like way it's too much crazy to play that old, but it's, it's mental. That's like a, a, a S tier CSGO player. Um, but yeah, it kind of makes sense with the viewership and brand deals he could bring in for the organization. It, it does kind of make sense. You can't really poke holes in that. No, I wonder how long it's going to last, though. Yeah, the weird like, thing. How many true. years do you get out of him? Well, they have him through twenty five, I think, right? So they have a year and a half. Maybe well, I don't know if it's through twenty five or ends at the start that of twenty five. Seems like an insane amount of especially money especially with for a year and a half, doesn't it? Well, for like CS two coming out too is the other one where I look at and I just say this is crazy. I imagine it's a two year contract, so like mid mid twenty twenty five is when they have him too. But I mean, I feel like CS two is gonna there's gonna just be so many of the older players are just gonna get pushed out over the first year. Like it's just gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, they'll all come back though for the original six months. Like it would be like everyone will be coming out of the woodwork for a tournament or two. Sure. And then they'll get phased out. Yeah. But you're right. Well, we've been here before, haven't we? Like we've seen, we've been through a couple of these, these cycles now. It's interesting to see. But it, it, I, I'm curious with like the, the fallen as the leader of the team, how they're going to approach the game. And if that means it's going to have to change the way that like the case riders and the Yuri's have to approach the game. Right. Or if, if they get to keep doing what they're doing, it's just the rest of the team that he looks to change and restructure a bit. And then that's where Yanko's point comes into play. Right. Like how, yeah, I think they love playing for him and with him. Like that style yeah. just requires good players. You know, it requires players, it requires you to have good firepower and players who can execute and, and that are calm, you know, in the 
in, in crunch time, right? Late round and all of that stuff. And I think Furia has that. It's just... If they, don't are, get, they don't get to exploit it currently. It's just you're making such a big change. Do it all the way. Like you're trying to change your identity. You're trying to change the way you play. Why leave all this baggage on the team? Like it, it, it can just create unnecessary friction down the line because now you have a guy is coming in to lead your team and sort of take you to that next level but the change like he's in the minority like the the previous captain and the coach are still on the team <laughs> you know like at, sure everyone yeah, but uh, sure of course the conversations the were had and they're open to the... having him and they're going to change and art is just going to play and gary's going to, su to to support fall and sure that's the plan right but what if things go south right what what if like yanka your your assumption here is that nothing changes in the way that they approach the game and that the two biggest people who have influence are gary and, no, no, and they no. still get tickets no i'm not assuming that i i i think they are going to change the way they play fallen is going to put his philosophy in and his style, system structure style all of that stuff it's just he might at some point unnecessarily you know, not I don't want to say hit the wall, but run into obstacles, right? And and make things might be more difficult for him to do that than they need to be, right? And there might be doubt, you know, creeping in early on, which is not supposed to happen ever, right? It just feels I don't know. Like I feel like he's going to have K Serato on his side like immediately, right? Like I feel like the way they respect structures. He's going to have both Serato and Yuri on his side immediately. Yeah, but that's but that's it. That's all you need. Like the the team the team is essentially those three know, right there, just, right? Give me a reason why he's still on the team. Well, like, I don't know. Me, maybe, I, maybe there's a, a core. Why not maybe there's a core three rule with something. No, I checked that. Fucking, no, so there's, there's no core so, three rule. So the rule is like it's basically it's arbitrary it's, if it's not a partner team. But with the changes that Furia made, they wouldn't have lost any spots. You know, they would have still played at the tournaments that they're that they're playing in. Does it affect like the major ranking points or anything like that? I mean, but with this far out, I don't think it affects anything significantly in that sense. Only thing I could think of is if it pushed them back to like the online qualifiers or something instead yeah, of as opposed to just getting invited. Yeah, but they're already the they're already close. in Cologne and Pro League, and then after that they have to play. Are they? They're not the blast team, so they no, they're not to, blast team. So they have to play the showdown anyway, and then it's Sydney. By that point, they would have either gathered or not enough points from other competitions, you know. So I, I don't think that, that I thought about that as well. It's like, oh, maybe you need to keep three players, but that wasn't the case either. Or at so least then there's like, a couple things. That at least bring a different coach. You know, I, I mean, I, again, I'm just speculating here. Maybe Gary and, and Fallen get along really well, and you know whatever but it, it just feels I think the point it's is so awkward it's like you know you're moving in like with your girlfriend and she her ex is still living there in a, in a separate <laughs> room you know Yako right? loves girlfriend uh, he <laughs> loves girlfriend analogies. comparisons it's yeah you get what I mean it's like it's just such an it's so awkward it's you know but something <clears> had to happen here right like there has to be some some loyalty being shown but somewhere surely, like, but was, he, has, of, he, has he not given enough though, right? has he not received enough leeway well, that, but that's that's not the conversation, Yanko. We're not that like you're you're doing it from a pundit perspective. I'm asking the question from when they're having the the chat in the office and the fucking owners are talking about it. They're the ones who are essentially deciding what happens here, right? So between them, there's some conversation that's going on as to why they're keeping art. 
That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. That's what I want to speculate. I don't want to question, should they get rid of him? I think there's a probably a good consensus and a good feeling from most people out there that he, it doesn't make sense that they're keeping him when they're bringing Fallen into the team, right? It should have freed up more good pieces to come in that we've seen. But the, the conversation is, why have they kept him? And how are they going to use him? Because that's what we need to speculate now. Because we can sit here and we can say, yeah, like he, he, he it's going to cause potential friction here. But why have they said, why I mean, have also, they kept him? That, that's, a, that, that's a secondary thing. First thing is, he's not good, a good enough player. Individually. But this, is, but this here, I will give him, right? Like, you don't have to agree with this. That's fine. But I will give him the leeway. He, I can imagine how the conversation, this is what we're, we're trying to speculate, right? I can imagine the conversation going down like, okay, yeah, uh, you're, you're not in-game leading anymore, okay? Uh, but we can still use you as an aggressive rifler. Uh, Tip of the spear, you know, and he's probably out there pleading his case. It's like, yeah, secondary okay, well, I'm just focusing on the. I can, I'm on, I'm fragging a bit more. I could do the secondary orping for the team. Um, I can help with mid round calling to help Fallen out. You know, we'll play his style, his structure, but I can assist and be that second voice. He, that's that would be him either selling himself or being sold, right? That's what I can see going on here, and that's how I'm thinking they would make the most of him. So know, they obviously believe in that. I don't know why. Right, I want to build a Brazilian super team. They, they Maybe there's not enough money, like Jason was saying, like to to buy more players. Promote a fucking academy. At that point, it's like they already are, aren't they? No, to fill up the final spot. No, cello. No. A- cello. Cello as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. What was I reading about an academy player? Well, it was supposed oh, it to was be that. Pain. That was pain. I was reading. Yeah, about. but yeah, it was all. Up. I think initially they they were supposed to get like a academy player promoted or something like that, but. You know, at that point, like that one guy, as long as he's not shitting the bed absolutely, you know, that would be fine. It's just. I don't know. I both bring sides would have been better balls, off, man. it feels like, if they just parted ways. Now, you, you know, Art is going to have to make accommodations and become something that he really isn't. He's an all out aggressor, just like doing whatever he wants, right? Like, and. If you're making, and he can be good at that under the right circumstance, right? Like he can have good impact with that, but you make him do it differently, he's going to be uncomfortable. And I doubt that he's going to be able to put out the same sort of result, which wasn't great to begin with. So why are you making all this, you know, just whatever? <laughs> and that conversation between the owners, Chad, should be do we want to fucking win some games? Like, do we want to win a trophy, finally? Like, we're spending 700 fucking thousand to bring Fallen in, right? We have Cerrado, who's, like, playing peak Counter-Strike the last two, three years. We have Yuri, we're bringing in Cello, too. Is like, yeah, well, how about this guy? Well, he's been with us a long time. I can't wait to see the Draft 5 article, like, where it misquotes us, because they're listening to it, trying to to translate. I think... uh, Yanko's going to be a big headline here. It's going to be there. He's going to bring oh, all the clicks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess for me, I, I don't know. The, the fallen thing is kind of not to get away from it even further, but the, the main question, but I don't know, like for me, it'd be like, they better have had like a real conversation with fallen about, um, about his, his motivation and how much he's going to be. And I, like, I know he's a dedicated guy, but remember he's had like, for the past year and a half, he said all he said all these things about retirement. Like he, he was saying he wanted to retire in 2023. He was saying maybe he wants to go back and coach, a, you know, a young Brazilian team and bring up the next generation. Maybe he wants to be a streamer. He said at one point that he wants to join like a team in North America to be able to stay at home a little bit more. So it's just like I don't know. I feel like this this whole 
I, if I'm Furia, I'd be really worried. They better have some concrete, like you're going to be a champion for us. And I don't, I think he's going to be fine in that sense. Cause he was so good about that when, when he joined liquid, like the, the situations that he had to play in during COVID to, to come to boot camps and everything was fucking wild. And he handled it all like a champ. But that conversation just would, would make me really nervous about signing him. If you know, he's saying that he wanted to retire originally this year and now you have him for two more years. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if Fallen's the type of guy who'd get bought out for 750 grand. He also said a little, like, not that long ago that he would try and be in Europe more, right? Like, to do with counter Yeah, I said he'd be willing well, to, but that's the point, is you have, like, two different, two different conversations coming out of the Fallen camp where I'm sure they had the conversation with him, but that, that's what would make me the most nervous about this pickup, would be his, his like, the, the, the fight of thinking about retirement this year and then now signing to, through 2025. Yeah, yeah. I think Furia also have a, a villa in Malta, chat, just so you know. Yeah, yeah they, they, they have, have, uh, yeah, they have so, got a place here. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, in terms of the European thing, at least they'll be in Europe for somewhat of the year. Yeah, they'll be just down the road. They were, they were saying that Malta in the summer is the closest to Brazilian weather, and they wanted to try and match that vibe from home, which is why they selected God Malta. Bless. Pretty warm out there right now. Yeah. What are we talking? It's a bit windy at the moment, actually. The last couple of days have had a bit of a breeze to them, but it's 30 degrees uh, right now, currently. Uh, feels like 31. Uh, what else are we looking at? It's just, it's, but you look at the 10 day forecast, you've got 32, 32, 32, 33, 32, 33, 32, 32, and 32, uh, with minimums of 23 to 24 degrees. Jason, do you want that in freedom units? No, I, that's great. I, that all sounds like fantastic boat weather, actually. Yeah, is, no, is no clouds in, in the sky. Absolutely not a single cloud in the sky in any of these days right here, which is phenomenal. Which is is exactly what you'd be looking for. You start you your start your day with a dip in the sea, Chad. Uh, the last couple of days I haven't because it's been a bit windy. Sure, uh, but uh, I have been getting out out and about. I've been walking, uh, trying to trying to get in ten thousand steps a day. Seeing uh, the sights. So that, yeah, well, not really. No, there's no unless there there's sights, but I'm not going to. I'm not, I haven't seen the giants, Jason. I'm waiting for you to get here before we go and visit the giants. Oh, we're doing the day trip to the giants. Yeah, I think we will visit the giants during pro league. Perfect. We'll of, um, nice. We we'll do it's a Gozo, right? Yeah, and I think you know one of us should be tasked with having to learn everything they can about the giants, and then they could. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix about those ones in Malta. Okay. It's, um, ancient civilizations if you look on the netflix episode is one on malta okay so we could look it up we could learn a little bit here and then we i have could, a, uh, i have no clue what this is in malta i like this is uh i've never heard this before the giants oh so basically there's uh do you know like stonehenge in the uk yeah you're i do it, there's a similar sort of site in malta um which allegedly uh it was the home to these ancient giants that inhabited malta 4,000 years ago, I believe it was. Um, depending on who you talk to, there are either angels sent down from heaven or they're sure. aliens in general. And they've found skulls, like elongated skulls on the sites where these huge beds are that look like slabs of Stonehenge where the giants would sleep, presumably. And they found these elongated skulls that like, weren't human. They were like um, these giant heads. So there's skulls, there's this uh, sort of temple area and you can go visit it for like 30 euros six, but it's like you have to sign a big waiting list to even get in, go to see it six thousand years old centuries older than stonehenge and the pyramids of egypt there you go and what do you have to say about that jason that's, i undersold it yeah you did it's all right that's uh that's spicy okay <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm that's in. just a little taste of history of what malta has to offer nice um you know 
I, we could tell you what else it has, but uh, we'll, we'll leave you with the Giants this week. We'll bring you something next week, Jason. Perfect. Bring on a weekly uh, basis here of, of all the exciting little prospects. But Furia, that's, uh, that's another one. Actually, you got two. You got two nuggets, Jason. You got the Furia nugget, which you already knew, and the Giant nugget, which you didn't. So didn't one nugget. That's the thing I learned today. Learn something yeah. new every day. That's it. So we learned about 4th of July safety precautions. Uh, there's no real family rituals. Um, what, what else is going on at the moment? There's probably holiday here. Yanka, you got any public holidays going on in Serbia at the moment? What's, what's happening this time of year? It's, it's summer. How do the Serbians enjoy their summertime? Um, no, no public holidays during the summer. Uh, people usually just go somewhere close by to vacation. Serbians go to Greece a lot. Um, sure. Montenegro as well, I guess. Greece is nicer, and yeah, the the you know the city becomes emp- emptier because there's no you know exams stuff like that. So students who come to who live in Belgrade during the exam periods and whatnot, lectures and stuff go out go back. So yeah, it's just like it's got to be nice down by the river. Warm. Yeah, it, it is, but it still gets pretty hot in Belgrade. Like we've been, it, it's been a little bit slower this time, but you know next week I guess it's going to be like in the mid the 30s so it gets pretty warm and it's not like you know when it's 30 degrees in malta you still have a breeze you still have the sea there so it's nicer it isn't as hot and here it's just concrete you know it's a city so yeah i mean nothing special just the usual stuff all right well guys i got something here i got something here for everybody so uh occasionally i check my emails it's it's something that's happening uh rarer and rarer these days but uh I, i did get an email uh, 17 hours ago. This email is from a gentleman named Trey. Uh, I'll leave his last name out of it. Uh, it's not Stunner, I promise. Uh, and he sent an email in uh, saying that he, he, he loves the podcast and uh, hope that we'll get more player interviews as we get out of the break um, in the coming days. Now, there's a second part to this. Let's talk about the first part. Now, obviously, when we're at the events, that's when we can get the players. Um, but... What we can get is uh, one Henry G and one Alexander Machine Richardson live and direct in my living room on Friday. Uh, so that's a little bit of a, an exclude right there. We're going to do a video app in the living room, Henry. Uh, Alex, is, he signed up. We just need to select a time. Um, Are we going to do a... Yeah, this Friday, right? Should we do a yeah. talent announcement for this episode? Release the uh, graphic on Twitter? We could do. Uh, if we do over like every six hours. No, actually, we might be able to do one a day. We should be able to do one a day. It's only Tuesday, right? So if we do one tonight, one yeah. Wednesday, one Thursday, yeah. the talent announce will be over before Announce Friday. you first. Chad will be on, on the podcast. Counter. Yeah. And then we'll say like, and the second name, and then we'll like leave it blank. And people might guess Moses or Yanko, but no, it'll be Henry or Machine. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so we'll, we'll have that going on. Um, we'll terraform my living room. We'll make it look... Like a like a really nice set. If we turn we were going to do a camera on, one today, but it's just too much of a faff when you guys are online as well. The audio input would be fucked. Yeah, I think there have been sync issues. Like getting an audacity as well would have been a nightmare. I would have been so. calling Rushley on the WhatsApp for help. It would have been. Yeah. It would have been all over the place. The producer that doesn't want to produce. That's how we. Yeah, why doesn't he want to join you? Like he has no interest in helping you guys out. It's kind of weird. Do you think when you uh, are assembling your kit with him next time, uh, your your <clears> PS Vista, I believe it is. Yes, uh, indeed. When you're assembling that with him, do you think maybe you could you could have a conversation with him? You could maybe chat to him about well, it? Well, I've got my uh, PS Vita arriving today, so we'll be having another session this afternoon. So yeah, I'll, I'll kind of uh, whisper in his ear. I think it's a good opportunity for him. 
Uh, I think putting that on your CV. Like this, this is uh, an iconic show now. What are you up to? 51 episodes? Yeah, 51. That's got to be the longest running podcast anyone's <laughs> done in a while. So uh, <laughs> it's not bad. I think the most we ever managed with like our podcast efforts was like five or six. And we just kind of simmer down. Yeah, fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah, we, if we had just turned the living room into a permanent studio, it probably would have happened a little bit more. But it would, you know, it was... We, yeah. we didn't have the same kit that we have today. I think today we, we've we've expanded our arsenal. We've got the correct microphones. We even have arms. Henry, so, uh, did you say you're getting a PlayStation Vita? Yes. Isn't that like uh, a they're all the rage 10, right now? Come on, man! I'm a boomer. I caught a Vista. Yeah, it came out in 2013, literally 10 years old. But it was the first handheld console release with an OLED screen. And if you mod them now and you install every PSP game, every Vita game, every PS1 game, it's actually the most legit portable handheld still. Um, it runs beautifully. It's got seven hours of battery. Um, so for traveling, like everyone's talking about the Steam Deck, but people are sleeping on the Vita. So <laughs> Rush and I are bringing them back. Well, um, so we've been modding Vitas recently. Well, That's our thing. What games what game are you playing on the Vita? Are you getting some Twisted Metal in there or what? What are we doing? Uh, dude, any any PlayStation 1 game you ever played, we've got the whole library on the, the Vita. This, and then the PSP, like you're playing the sports games, they're really fucking good on that as well. Tekken. Like all all the classics, like all the big titles. This is so good. This is my favorite aspect of your personality, Henry. Is how hyped up you get about things like this, like these little games. You know, like no. and then like Underlords, and then a month later, you're out, and everyone else is stuck holding the I bag. I have the weirdest everyone like, else personality. Is there like Henry? I'm grinding. I'm grinding Underlords. He's like, oh, I'm off that. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I do those so many different things. I jump Clash in, Royale. Feet. You got Anders hooked yeah, to that for be... a decade. He still plays it to this day. <laughs> I can't believe he still plays that game. Like I must have spent like two thousand euros. In <laughs> Jesus, I was like, "This is draining my bank account." I need to stop. Playing. He's playing in the green room. I'll go sit down next to him, and he's got like a big fucking giant just attacking the tower. I'm just like, I can't believe you're. He's, he's playing the same deck as well. Same exact the units. Old, uh, the catapults is what he used to use. Uh, the crossbow, yeah, the crossbow. And yeah, the, the crossbow, giant. And, that was yep. it. Yes. Oh my god. It's all wild. thanks to you. Well, I'm going to see him next week, so uh, we'll see if he's still up to it. I like it's it. all back to yeah. Well, uh, wait, I I have a second part to this email here. Um, okay, it, uh, it's a question. So Trey continues. I have a question. What is the strangest or weirdest things that you guys have seen in your time? Well, uh, generally, best like, from Beastly Trey. Are we? I, are, I guess. Are we I guess over this our time to esports related or just life in general? No, I think you just didn't take it how you will. <laughs> um, have you ever had a supernatural experience, Jason? <laughs> uh, uh, nope, I haven't. Is that where we're going with it? I'm trying to think about strangest thing in my time of like from when I was playing as a teenager and I was you know traveling like interstate. We would go like this. These aren't weird things, but I'm trying to. There's definitely something weird in here that would have happened or strange that would have happened in the time. I remember um, back in the early days of Vox Eminor, we went to this first uh, event, MSI Beta, in 2013, and uh, it was in Beijing, China. Um, but it wasn't like central Beijing. It was it was definitely outside of the city. Uh, it was like an hour taxi, and it was late at night, and it was actually quite scary. Uh, regardless, I'm alive. Everything worked out fine. But uh, I got there a day earlier than most of my teammates, me and Sniper, because we were from Perth, so we were on similar flights or same flights. Um, and we we got there and we went to a mall and we were in the mall next door to the hotel and there was a baby and a, like a, I guess it was the mother or the grandmother and I guess the kid had to go to the bathroom and just like fucking 
pulls off its dax, lifts up its legs and like lets it piss into the corner of a wall in this fucking <laughs> mall. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So that was that was something that was weird. Like I knew if I just started talking, I'd find something. So that that was something that was pretty weird. Um, that is quite weird. on an esports adventure. Did anyone confront them? Or say no, I think it's quite that? normal in China, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just, um, don't go to the toilet. Do it in the corner. I think. I think. It, I think so. There's a couple. We've we've had a few weird situations. I remember. Was it in Cologne one year? We were walking around and we stumbled upon a, a guy with his uh, like boyfriend leashed as a dog in like leather. Yeah, but that gear. was during it's during Pride there, so it is. Uh, you you expect. I'm, I'm not trying to shame to anything, but that bit. is still a little bit of a weird thing to like hit you in the face as you as you turn a corner. Um, we had the sauna experience in China of the uh, the naked Chinese man who came in and just started eating an orange in the steam room while we were in there. <laughs> that was you and I. That it? was yeah. that was unique. And and then he was in the, the the kind of dressing room or the changing room, sorry. And just like just he was farting, farting straight and, up. Yeah. yeah, just like just open wet farts as well, like sweaty farts. It's definitely like, not the way like, we do our 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 sauna experience. Yeah. But say it was interesting <clears throat> to learn a little bit how he liked to conduct himself sure that was that yeah, was curious good on him i guess he doesn't care what people are. No, <laughs> he's to him. happy to be him at uh, at all at all times what else was uh what else have i i, I remember like we're back when we did the championship gaming series stuff remember oh actually you wouldn't have been there henry because this was the pan asian stuff so we were doing it in mm. wuhan china and the audience they had there was just like local citizens of fucking Wuhan. It was like, hey, there's this gaming thing on, come in. And then when, which section you sit in, they just give them shirts of that team. Because obviously the CGS was made to look like it was full and had an audience and everything like that. And I remember there was this one, like, and they all wanted to take photos because we were, we were Westerners. And that's obviously not very common there. Um, and this is back in 2008 as well. So it's, it's, it's quite a time ago. So they want to take photos and stuff. And then this, they're coming like day after day. And this thing goes for like a week or whatever of, of matches. And uh, this one girl, she took a liking to our team or whatever. She came by the next day and she like gifted us cooked chicken's feet. Oh. And I was uh, the, for the team. And I was like, what the? We didn't eat the chicken's feet. I'm sure the chicken. I'd imagine feet, they're probably quite good. It's yeah, like but a, as an 18-year-old Hank, you know, you're a little bit more. You, you know, you're probably not as adventurous um, right. in that regard. You know, maybe doing other silly. Would things. Would you eat think, the chicken's feet now? No, I would. No. Yeah, I think it's just me. I just don't think I'd eat the chicken. I, I assume they're like they're nice and salted. They're in a little bag, perhaps seasoned. Like they'd probably be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice and seasoned. I I don't know. It just doesn't. I'm sure it is probably really good. It I, I don't know. I guess it's not my thing. I don't, I don't like watermelon, so I probably wouldn't like chicken's feet. <laughs> you don't like watermelon? <laughs> yeah, good point. No, not really. Why I think not? Like, what, I is don't it, like, what is it that really gets you? Well, this is this is probably a bad comparison, but um, because I compared it to chicken's feet, which I imagine is the opposite texture of this. But I don't like mega mushy stuff. Like okay. mushy things kind of freak me out a bit. I think it has a name. But I, I just consider myself to be weird. Like the mushy. Can you give texture. us some other examples? Yeah, what's another? Um, what's another mushy? Do you like, like mushy peas? Not really. I don't like bananas very much. Wow. I'll have them in a smoothie. I won't like. I don't. I don't. What about like risotto? Um, mashed potatoes. I don't. I don't love mash. I'll eat it. I've, oh my I'm god! I big, didn't know this that. is not weird. A big so when mash guy. arrives at a table, you've got a trigger in your head going, "Oh shit." It's just a weird. Arrived. I'd like to be able to get a crunch or a bit of a chew, <clears throat> and like yeah, obviously enough. mash is a bit of a it's a puree. So yeah, I think I'm I'm really only thinking about this now. So we're we're getting to the bottom of 
how fucked up I am. I've also never you don't like had um, soft fizzy drinks, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't. Like, I've never seen you drink a fizzy drink. You have beer occasionally, but like, is it the fizz or the the sugar you don't like? When I was a kid, I didn't like the bubbles in drinks, um, right. so I never had soft drink. Uh, and then when I became an adult, uh, I was like, well, beer's fine because. You know, you you have it for other purposes than the, the drink itself. And then I was like, well, I see a lot of other people drinking a shitload of Coca Cola and not looking too healthy, so I just won't touch that. You're shit. ahead. Of, you're ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. So I never had. I, I didn't have the the addiction as a kid to soft drinks, so it, it didn't really carry it through to an adult, which is a nice thing to not be able to um, to have to you know have. I just I'm happy with water and coffee. It's probably my go tos. Sure. And the occasional froth. You know the okay, the occasional yeah. froth. Diet Coke's my biggest vice. I can't can't get off it, but yeah. What are they saying about the sweetness? It's, it's, it's all out there at the moment. It's all in the news. Yeah, carcinogenic aspartin, I think it's called. Um, I don't know. I, I don't buy into any of that shit anyway. Like, I'll be drinking it for 20 years. If it, It's probably too late for me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I've been drinking a lot of it for a long time. And kids, that is, that is not a good mindset. Do not adopt that mindset. <laughs> Children at home. <laughs> You can do things to counteract it, you know. You, you get out there. You get out there. You, you expend a lot of energy in a day, Jason. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you can always reverse the, course, yeah. You're quite the active Larry. Yeah, I, I, I do some things from time to time. Have we lost Yanko? Is he still on the line? He's still here. Yeah, I'm here. He, doesn't, he hasn't Yanko. had any weird experiences in esports. Um, <laughs> no weird I mean, my whole experience in esports is weird. True? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, where would I even start? My my first tournament started by escorting Anders in Poland to buy shirts. Like, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't Anders to know to buy dress shirts. <laughs> like that's you, a good point. You became Anders. Was just like, oh, okay, Anders, you're in, okay. Uh, you are Serbian. Go with him to what? Make sure what translate what? Like Anders can't buy shirts on his own so i need to escort him like am i his bodyguard like did you have to hold uh, his hand or how did it go um i can't remember i think he just like just pick out like a white shirt over the standard you're gonna be all right henry he just bought a new jacket and a couple new shirts for the major so he's got a fresh wardrobe yeah i haven't though i threw all my broadcast stuff in the bin so I've got nothing left. It's actually a barrel. It was a barrel and we, we lit it on fire. Uh, so I've got, I own like 10 black t-shirts in my wardrobe. That's about it. So I am uh, probably going to end up spending like 600 euros on fucking shirts this week, I guess. I get, you have to wear shirts or pants, right? Yeah, well, I would say they're the dressier of the mob. Uh, yeah, they're gonna expect me, especially towards the end. They're gonna want me. You can you can get away with it. No, you can get away with like a, a button down during uh, the early the early days, and then you know in the more important matchups, throw a jacket on. You know, <sighs> I have to buy but a jacket, jacket well, and a t-shirt, Henry. You could go Hank Moody. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good look. Yeah, you can get away with that. You've still got the, the jacket on. That's a good thing we brought it up. I actually haven't considered it whatsoever. Oh, we've got plenty of time. Got a week, yeah. yeah. So we can sort it out. Uh, Seven and, days. And, so I'm known for a shopping. And but. Yanko can come help you um, if you True. require a little yes, bit of assistance. Get that white shirt. So what, we're flying Yanko yeah. to Denmark to take Henry shopping or we're flying Yanko to Malta to take Henry shopping? I'd, I'd, say, I'd say give it up to give the decision up to Yanko. Where would he rather visit? Malta. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He likes a bit of Malta. <laughs> sure. it's, that's easy. There we go. Yes. Neverland of Europe. I don't know. There was a lot of weird experiences. People saying I need... Uh, they would hire me um, 
we need to put subtitles when I speak. That was weird. What the hell? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. It was weird that, having that was weird. to take my headset off mid Star Series to go and tell production that mine and and Thorin's headset was dead, and we couldn't like hear anything or talk while Maniac and 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 Matt were still like doing the segment. Yeah, I don't Doesn't, know. Those are the old school Good days times. of esports of just broke like chicken feet were weird production. as well. Yeah, in China, I thought that I'm chicken feet lie. were pretty weird. That was that was pretty pretty weird to me, but apparently it's like a thing there. When when we were with Phase and you know Steel Series, uh, China and all of that stuff, like going to do content with them, like so yeah, there 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 was plenty of of weird things happening. Probably don't remember half of them. Well, that was the uh, reading an email for once segment. Um, so maybe we get a jingle for that segment there where I, I read an email. Because, you know, we How talk- many emails do you get? Well, okay, there's, there are emails that come through. Um, let me go do to Do you the- guys utilize that feature on Spotify where people can send in, like, questions on the episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, one of the most recent ones, the one where we spoke about Rush being the producer of the show, I asked if people think Rush should be the producer of the show. And uh, I think a whopping 88%... Uh, said, yes, Rush should be the producer of the show. But, uh, Henry, there is also a feature where people, like it just says, what did you think about this episode? And people can say whatever they want to say. Uh, somebody asked Yanko about your boot camp facility. Uh, it, it's a one Andy. Andy said, did Yanko put soundproofing in the gaming rooms too? So he was curious about uh, the, the, the soundproofing in your gaming rooms. <laughs> no, not, uh, not fully soundproof. I, I didn't deem that necessary at the time but i knew i overlooked something so fuck if people end up complaining maybe that's the the next step your th- your thing's open now right you said the first of july yeah yeah yeah, yeah. are people in there yeah we got it's all going smoothly no technical issues all good to well go. no technical issues um just a couple of things to be ironed out you know as when whenever you open like a new place there's probably something you overlooked yeah. or anything but i think by the end of today Tomorrow morning, it should all be nice and cool. But there's nothing really impeding them to play or practice or anything like that. It's some smaller things, really. Okay. You said it's uh, EG there right now. Yeah. Ooh, first client. Yeah. How's, the, even, uh, how's they, the opening? They too, though. Is this considered the soft opening? What does that mean? No, it's like it's open, open. That's okay. It. Cool. Soft opening yeah, is like you open for like two days and then close down for a week before like the actual opening. Ah, no, we already we already sort of did that. Uh, we ha- we had Dynation in like playing a bit to see that everything works and all of that stuff. But um, yeah, Henry, now you know. Like if, if they end up playing really well at Blast, make sure every every single every three <laughs> rounds, just like you had those brazy party obligations, you know, like uh, make sure True. and uh, just so you know, EG. <laughs> and if your team is not playing up to par the way EG's was, head off to Yanko's boot camp and enjoy a luxurious experience. Yeah, what what is the name of the the facility? The name is actually called Enat. Enat. E N A T. Uh, I think actually today is when all all the social media and websites will go public. And uh, I mean, actually, I uh, came up with the word because um, in Serbian, it's spelled with an I instead of an E, mm-hmm. but it's pronounced the same. And what it means is it's basically uh, trying to uh, prove someone like when someone tells you you can't do something like trying to prove them wrong and doing it like 
despite that or in spite of that, that's like what Inat is. I think Djokovic even um, described it like one time. So I think it's like actually a pretty cool sort of yeah. wordplay with the spelling and then also what it exactly what it exactly what it actually means i think it connects really nice so it's cool with i'm, not, I'm not usually you guys know i'm not really a creative person but i'm kind of proud i came up with that one my man <laughs> it, it's um it's cool to see what like land like because this wow it's not it's not a land cafe right but no, no. it's like the evolution like of of these type of facilities, right? Like PCs when they were available to us when we would go to land cafes, different type of environment. This is obviously like a private thing you book. This this um, and it's for professional teams. But like it's it's kind of crazy that these places exist and there's a big need for them. Like it's it's actually really cool. And I, it, it is cool to hear that EG uh, in Europe already. I was playing um, deathmatch earlier today and Hexter was in there warming up. So uh, you can they're, they're over here and they're making the most of it. Even just playing in Europe compared to other parts of the world, the players that you're playing generally in facer, like, or that you're playing in the, in the warm-up deathmatch servers or whatever, like they're players who can shoot back. Like that alone will make you like a more switched on player, at least in the, for the time being. That's the biggest issue I remember we had when we would go back to Australia. Like you'd come over, you'd get used to like all the things that they're punishing you for, like the lazy peaks that you'd be going or the like angles that you'd be overlooking. You'd get up to snuff in terms of like your sharpness and everything. And then you go back to Oz and then you could just go back to doing all your dumb shit again because you you're not against the caliber of player that could punish you for it. Yeah, it's yeah, kind just, of a it's rough a, spot. It's always hard. I actually, I played some um, some matchmaking, some CS2 here in NA the other night, and it's like it's the same thing. It's just like the the. I mean, it's CS2, so again, the limited pool, but like the average player is you're just like holy shit. Like it's just just the, even just the raw skill right isn't now. even there. They need to open up to everybody. So, well, I guess I'm kind of glad they haven't yet because if they do, then that's when we get the split population thing. Maybe they've learned from how it was before. Remember when we've had stuff in the past like this and it's like caused like the split population and this would only be temporary, of course. But uh, I think, yeah, I don't they're, know. I mean, I they're opening know. it up wider every time they do like one of the bigger updates and put a new map in, right? They, they yeah. add more accounts. So, I mean, it's just going to get bigger and bigger, I would imagine. Although I don't know what percentage of the scene is actually getting access. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I think, though, that it, it, at least, especially with the more recent version, like we played a bit, the movement feels, uh, I would say, significantly better. I wouldn't say it's perfect by any means. I don't think it, it's it, getting there, though. How, it, are you, yeah. how are you enjoying the sound? This is my question. The sound is pretty I, woeful right now. On Nuke, especially, yeah, like it sounds like you're underwater muffled. in the lower bomb site. Yeah. Like in the vents, like it sounds fucked. The sound is, um, uh, is very not great. Very not great. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of describing it, I suppose. <laughs> and that's the technical, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't think of a better word to go for the negative. <laughs> I had it in my head, and then I lost it, and I had to pivot. God damn. <laughs> I think there's certain stuff that's okay to be different, but the audio being so drastically, like we've had, we've had bad audio in the past in versions of Counter Strike, right? But this here, like you're, you, it all sounds muffled. It's like when you're in a swimming pool and people are talking like above you and you can hear like- I think that's just like where they've gone for those like sort of environmental effects though. Like the fact you're underground, you're in a vent. So you think it's, it's just intentional, an right? Yeah, but it's just an equalizer thing. I think that's a very easy fix. I don't think it's the engines fucked or anything like that. It's just like, those are the original settings they've gone for. Now after testing, yep, not the one. We just changed the equalizer. It should be fine. But that, that I suppose is something that needs to be 
I guess it, people would be complaining about the audio, sure, but this is where you hope that like the access that pros have by talking to them on Twitter or emailing them or whatever kind of gets through, um, especially in the break when players either might have some more free time to you know just jump in. Because like, Rops has been playing a little bit of CS2 and stuff. He's been streaming, which has been cool. Um, but yeah, like if if it's th- this is the thing, like they could come in and decide how they want the mechanics to be. But there's also the way that like things should be because Counter Strike has certain elements to it, like and sound is a massive one. Being able to identify exactly where your opponent is, how far away they are, and how you can react in this time. Like, can I make noise? Uh, what angle should I set up on if they're coming from this direction or they're going here? This is most likely what they're doing. All of that can be just kind of picked up from audio alone, right? And then to essentially i don't know would it be considered nerfing it's harder to hear does that just make it a harder skill or does it make it like uh, an impossible skill i don't know that's i guess that's the next layer of thinking about it that i'm just getting to now i don't anyway i don't think it's i don't think it's good that you can't hear where they are but maybe i need to play with it more it it still feels like i'm just thinking if i was talking to valve and what they'd be saying it, it still feels like they're trying to like make the sound like i don't know like so like directional that you know, because like they still have that factor where like players who are far away, like the drop off of sound is so drastic when you're getting shot at from like a longer, longer distance. I don't know. Everything just feels a little echoey when I was playing the other night. So it was, it was just strange. But game feels better in terms of movement, in terms of shooting and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> the main concern for me right now is when you bump into your teammates. Yeah, there's feels still like that. stuck in sludge. Yep. I don't know why that's still there, but like that that has to go. That's really There's like a weird clipping of, uh, clipping effect you feel when you when you run alongside someone. Yeah. That that's the worst thing for me. I like I, it's so noticeable for some reason. I just notice it every single round. Yeah, that the it's it's kind of like a bumper car type thing, right? Like exactly. if you knock into someone and you kind of get propelled off in a different direction it, it seems to be a bit odd with that but i guess it's trying to decide who's on that tick first type thing um but i think that for me at least like i don't know how much like more they can do but i assume what they can do with tweaking i wouldn't say it's unlimited but i'd say there's a vast variety of things that they can try and implement right so right now, with what I've seen in this update, if they continue to get more feedback of how things should be or what feels off or, or bugs that are found and they continue to progress in this same... Like if the next update is equally as sized in terms of making the game feel that much better again, right? That, that would be huge. That would be fucking crazy. Like if they go... Okay, it feels... Actually, it's heading in the right direction. The next update, it's that good yet again, right? Then, okay, fuck. Like we can actually, we can actually get there. And I feel like we can. I don't know why why we well the trajectory is very good like every week now it feels like there's a, a significant update right so if they keep dropping those I, I think we're yeah I'm not I'm not stressed about the overall improvement just uh, yeah just uh, something that needs to get fixed as time goes on all right all right well uh, let me reel off some of these here because uh, lots of things happen in the counter-strike world at the moment oh, yes. and if anybody wants to stop and talk about any of these we can so stop me at any point uh, Mao's bid farewell to Dexter I think we pretty much knew that was going to be happening right like mm, so uh sure. we we're just talking about that as the uh as, as a fact uh so we talked about the safe and drop thing they were signed by mibr um i don't know if we want to spend too much time on that what else we got big we will call in english yep uh shui returns we knew that was going to happen as well yeah endpoint sign uh, a new player he's british that's great news i, I spoke to max this morning yeah. i wanted to get some intel um yeah, apparently this this new kid, um, he's up and coming. He looks, 
Yeah, apparently he's shit hot. Like Max has got a good eye for new talent, I think. He always seems to find great players, like Nerds, for example. Um, so they've gone for the British court Flames this time. Too. I think. Sorry? Flames too. He was on. Oh, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they've gone back to the British core now. So I think they haven't announced their fifth just yet. But Azuru and then Heavy God and then Surreal as well, I think, is solid. Um, we'll see how it goes. Like, uh, yeah. Can it take on into the bridge, though, Henry? That's the real question. I, well, they've lost yourself, their, for the first time. They lost the ESL UK Prem this year to yeah. into the bridge. Like, they lost their crown, which was. I don't know. That was that was a big moment in UKCS. Thomas so the it'd be nice to see them rebuild. Like, end, <laughs> that's quite good. Um, Endpoint. I don't know. They 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 had a great year. Like, well, 2022 when they were a pro league and stuff. I took down Navi famously, Chad. Um, they, it seemed like they were like at events, and now they've completely dropped off. So yeah, I guess a rebuild was in order. Uh, best of luck to them. It's been a rough year. I think they got rid of Regin as well, right, as the coach. Yes. So. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting rebuild. Whether they can do it, time will tell. But uh, yeah, they'll be doing going with the old formula of bringing in unknown talent and hoping to bring them up to scratch. Sifting for gold, as it were. Uh, we got uh, a recent bit of news here. Uh, Fnatic bench Nikodons, uh, which leaves the roster currently at Crims Roy and Mezzi. Uh, there's been a lot of conversations about like a big rebuild over there at Fnatic, but uh, we're not sure where they're going to land just yet. But Nikodons on the bench. It's There's a lot of like Danish players who you could, you know, make into another pretty decent, decent team. Danish team. Yeah, you just throw them together, mash them together. Not saying they're going to be like God tier or anything, but they could definitely be competitive. Well, you got, There's a lot you of them going around. Glaive out there in the wild as well. You got like a, a ready-to-go in-game leader. That's true. I mean, yeah. you have du- Glaive, Glaive, Dupree, Astag, Refresh. Nick That's Nicola. spicy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you could have a TSM. team. You, <laughs> you, you could have a team pretty pretty quickly and they you know would wouldn't be too bad by any stretch have of the imagination have there been any more leaks about the TSM I guess that, stuff that, that, that particular lineup needs a little bit more firepower but yeah we haven't heard anything more about TSM or at least I haven't I'm not in the back channels Jason's I, not only the man we send into the back rooms I don't expect to hear any any crazy news about TSM anytime soon because I imagine that kind of an organization comes in with a splash right they want like a, a, a big strong team right out of the gate I would imagine but um but no, I don't. I don't know anything. Yeah, I got yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know anything. I haven't heard any like I don't, juicy rumors. They haven't been in CS for so long that I don't even like know anyone in that organization anymore. All my all the people I did know True. have left. Like I don't even I don't even know who's like kind of the the point man over there for putting it together. Yeah, everything's kind of scout uh, quite quite large these days, isn't it? First it was Twitch, now it's all the orgs. You know, I think I heard uh, it's this Yimpat kid who's meant to be going to Mouse uh, in place of JDC. Um, he's the was on the NXT roster. Uh, he's Sergey's little brother, I think, like the Finnish Sergey. Um, all right. So the, there's the, the, there's a little a little son, but uh, I think that's somewhat known. You know, I've definitely seen that on the dirt sheets of the forums. I love, like, mate, there's so much gossip. People out there just talking about everything. Some stuff's real, some stuff's not. It really doesn't matter. You mate, you can believe it's all real in the moment. You're enjoying it as long as it's not malicious and nasty, as long as you're having a good time with it. You know, you're talking about this guy being good, this guy joining that team. It's all good hasn't been too much drama this cycle. Just a, a little bit. Some, I think Dupree got upset with the, the leak. That was about as bad as it got. Yeah. Like, everything seems pretty calm right now. Everyone's just enjoying the the changes. How many days does it stay calm for? Because there was obviously the Maui Nafani simple uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, That was nice. That, that was so good, actually. We needed, that, we like, needed something to spice up the player break. That was good. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen too much else. Um, people, have, people have been quite chill. I'm not sure. Maybe I missed some stuff. 
I just, I, I don't know, like in terms of the overall news, all these roster changes are really cool, but I was like, we were talking about, uh, Henry and I were chatting about this before we came to do the, the potty, but like Blast is, we know, we're looking at 12 teams, right? The, the 12 partner teams. And out of the 12 teams here, you've got uh, Heroic, FaZe and G2 as three of the big names. That's world number one, three and four right now who haven't had any roster changes. So already out the gates, they're ahead of the rest of the field and either level with them or just behind is Vitality, right? Who've bought in flames. But I think we, you know, we like the firepower there and we think that it's probably going to make the team, you know, stronger. Will it be immediately or will it take time? I don't know. But you'd say that they're like at the front of the pack here with those other names I mentioned. And then you have everybody else. We have no... Well, we have expectations. Like we have, there, every other team is like massive changes as well. Like yeah. Vitality was one player. Complexity is just a lesion for... But everyone outside of that is like a massive core changing, you know, difference. EG's brand new, all of them, right? Like they're, they're, there's, and it's going to be some fresh... It's like Junior coming back to see if he can do an automatic still given the source. Hexed with a pretty seat, uh, recent second dip. Uh, George Snorts and, and uh, Walco in the mix there. You've got Big who have promoted a bunch of kids from the academy roster, Process and Sin, and we already saw a little bit of Sin. And then Mantu, it's his opportunity back since OG. Navi, brand new international roster. How fucking crazy is that going to be? OG had brought in Keto and Fasha. Um, and and, and Regali. You know, questions about the firepower there. Yeah, but yeah, we're expecting to get a bit more out of Regali. Astralis had that mix up, got rid of Glaive put blame to in-game leading, brought in uh, Stare, which we were expecting. And then Borup was a bit of a wild card. NIP with Hampus instead of Alexi. Like, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from these teams. It's exciting. Yeah, it is It is pretty cool. It is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be a fun tournament to gauge how all these went. And you also want to keep in mind like the runway, right? Like Because when they come in here, some of them, this is their like warm into the season with Cologne just around the corner. I think there's like two day differential between the end of this and the start of Cologne, right? So you want to sh- you want to make sure things are good and you have a positive mindset for these teams going into Cologne. You don't want to have a horrific fucking blast event and just get pummeled. You don't want to be just getting like and nothing works going. You want to have some good vibes. Yeah, you don't want to start. You don't want to start the season looking back and being like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up with all these what? changes. <laughs> Speaking of wild moves, well, Liquid and Rainwaker. Like Patsy, you kind of understand. Like Rainwaker, I don't know much about him. Can someone give me some insight as to his background? So he's just been playing in like Bulgarian teams. But the word on the street is, uh, in terms of the type of player they were looking for, somebody you know quite passive and playing these more anchory roles. They like the decisions that he makes as a as a player. When like I they, they right. when I spoke with him and they really liked it. Yeah, when I spoke with them in Dallas, the big thing that they uh, they mentioned um, was it was just like he plays like he really minimal mistakes, like doesn't make a whole lot of bad decisions, doesn't put himself in bad places, um, sharp aim, been like really consistent throughout his time in, in the in the lower leagues that he's been playing in. But the big thing was just the fact that he's just seems they said he's just very smart. He's like twenty two years old and he's not making mistakes. Uh, is what they kept harping on. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see that at tier one, though, right? Because it all it all changes. Yeah. But yep. uh, I think as well, like him being cheap, probably paid a, a factor in the yep. whole CS two thing as well. Like I think some people are waiting the CS two factor more than others. I think you should though, right? Like that's such an unknown quantity going forward. Like we're changing to a different game. Everyone's signing these massive deals and two year commitments, and it's like, damn, is this the time to do it when a new game is around the corner? Like I'm not so sure. It seems. A wild time right now in the roster mania. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like. I think that no approach is perfect, 
right? Like they're pro if let's say heroic G2 phase, like they start the season a little bit slow, people are like, okay, well, you know, why didn't G2 get rid of Hooksy? Or if Vitality come in with Flames and they bottle the first event and come last, people are like, well, yeah, you should have kept Dupree, da, da, da. Like we're going to, no matter what, like some team is not going to win. Some team is not going to perform. Um, and, True. you know, that, that narrative is going to get made like, well, we already know, like every, everyone's speculating what the negatives and the positives are of all of these changes, but we don't know which ones are going to stick. Like we, I, you can make, you could hazard some, some bets, but like they're all on certain conditions. Like Na'Vi, how the fuck is Na'Vi going to function? How are Na'Vi going to play? That one really interests me quite a lot because you've got like the likes of Emma and JL coming in and sure, they performed great at the major, but now the spotlight's on you. You didn't really have anything to lose at that last event and sure, you had an amazing run. Yeah, you're and, Na'Vi now. And now you've got to play with simple breathing down your neck. If you go and die first and he's sighing down the mic and not happy with the performance, like, I don't know. It's going to take some real strong mental fortitude to survive that. Yeah, just that imagine if, if you come in and you're putting out like 50% of what you did at the major. They're just like, right. wait, what the fuck? What happened? Because <laughs> no one, no, you weren't getting the big bucks then. The pressure wasn't too high. Now you're really on the saddle. You're getting the, the tier one salary. Everyone's expecting you to perform. You're in one of the most legendary organizations. Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a cool little project, but I don't know. I'd be feeling nervous going to this first event, like having to kind of live up to these expectations you know what i think alexi probably has more pressure on him than than yeah. uh, jl to be to, to wrangle this team it is as a leader and get them into a style that everyone's happy and comfortable with and having to work with simple as an in-game leader I, I think also like you have to think of this if this goes you know south this if this turns out to be like a poor experience I, you gotta wonder how many more opportunities does alexi be get at this level like right out of the gate is anyone else concerned about that at all alexi is <sighs> <laughs> yeah, Alexi is. I think so. But like, but, that's yeah. got to be the case, right? Like, this is really the last chance for Alexi to show us that he can like really bring a tier one team and lead a tier one team. I mean, to win titles, absolutely. Like, yeah. there's no more excuses. It feels like also in a sense of maybe in some previous teams, uh, I don't know, the atmosphere or the environment wasn't great, but now you've experienced that. So now coming in, you're not going to allow some things to happen. You're going to maybe demand more control, whatever it may be. Like those experiences, experiences have at the very least taught you a different number, a many number of things that can go wrong, right? And, and what you need to pay attention to outside of just on the server and, and setting things up and so on. So I think because of all of that, yeah, it does feel like a last chance. I don't know, for me also for Navi, it, it does feel with the amount of talent in the CIS region, it felt unnecessary to go international sure like maybe long term but i mean we you just have so much talent i don't think that you really had uh, to do that and also another thing that it's maybe going a little bit under the radar is also communicating in english i mean for someone like bit i i mean his english doesn't seem great um i i don't know how much that's going to impact him simple sure like uh, his English is fine, but you know he hasn't played in an international team since Liquid, and that was what seven years ago. Yeah. Um, at this point this in time, also they have their own specific way of calling like uh, spots Spot names and, shit, and yeah. names and stuff, right? Do they stick to that or do they? They move have to, to go English, English versions, you right? Have to. And, and English is like less precise, so it, yeah, the Russian version they use like numbering system, yeah, right? they name or number the spots, and it's a lot more efficient. But uh, yeah, that's going to completely change. I think as well, Yanko, a point like here with Alexi coming in, like do you as Blade g 
give authority to Alexi to kind of dictate the way that they should approach the game because now it's an international team. And we've heard from some international teams that it's harder to play really slow when uh, you're not speaking the native tongue because information is going to, there's going to be that lag, right? We've heard some teams say, say that's a harder thing to do. So, and Na'Vi have known, have been known at times to be a very slow team. So, like, they're going to have to adapt in that way as well. I think, I think Alexi should listen to Blade, whatever it is that he has to tell him like in pointers he has to give him of course you don't want to make him super uncomfortable but i mean that's a conversation you have before you bring him in and say hey this is the way we like to play how do you like to play if there's plenty of overlap then that's fine but if it's two different philosophies then you'll have the whole conundrum that vitality had initially when they brought in zonic and the the danish players like you're trying one thing then the other thing then you know nothing's working you're unhappy until eventually you know someone takes more control uh probably the you well know, they're essentially Apex doing that place. right now right because they're already boot camping they're, what you're talking about that they're, they're doing like you would hope that they had those conversations before but working it out is what they're doing now like they'll go into practice and they'll essentially be doing trial and error of different ideas and they, they're going to see what sticks because um you know some some players just play off of each other better than others, right? Like, I know we have players who are going to be in certain positions and whatnot, but there's certain scenarios that you see, oh, these guys work together well late in the round, or it just kind of works that way, that some of, some of the players seem to sync up in, in what they complement each other with. I remember um, when, I would, when I would be in certain situations with players, like for Justin, for example, I know that he's going to sit and wait for them to initiate and then he'll react right so when it's me and him in like a more clutch scenario i'll be the guy to initiate so they make a move into him right so you, you'd kind of know what your role would have to be or in those scenarios so I, i'm curious to see at this period now like how do you even come in do you you don't sit you don't sit there and go okay guys this is the stuff we're going to run you go all right well you know these are the positions how do we sync up let's try this, let's run this default, let's just run games where all we're doing is defaulting and working on comms. It just feels like such such a crazy place to have to start like well, there's just not before, a, for the season. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of time to like get into the nitty-gritty details, right? Like you have blast groups and then Cologne and then... What? I'm sure they make like a path though, right? Like this is this is what I'm talking about. They must they must blueprint it. Okay, guys, we just need to get ourselves to this point for blast, and then during blast, we're going to focus on this, and then once blast is over, it's going to be a bigger event. We want it. This is the goal we're going to set for ourselves, and this is the type of Counter Strike we're hoping to play. Like we're hoping to refine this much by this point, because no one's expecting these new rosters to be the best Counter Strike teams in the world by Cologne. That's why I'm saying right, like the right. heroics and the G2s and the phases and the vitalities with their one change are slightly ahead of everybody else. The teams that should be doing well at these first couple of events are those names while everybody else works out what the fuck they're doing. Unless one of these mixes is just fucking God tier. And then if that happens, well, I'm excited. Sign me up. We just got to throw a dart at a fucking board and see which one it lands on because it's so... With, with some of them, it's so hard to... Like, what if we sit here and we go, okay, simple now with the international project and the fact that this is an international team has like motivated him a shitload and now he's fucking grinding and he's going to come in and own and have old simple top form. Because at the start of this year, Yanko, we're talking about simple, you know, not, not being his old self. Is this a motivating factor to get him back to being the top dog? Like, Zywu is clearly the best player in the world right now. I don't know. I, I don't think this changes. I think it has to come from within from something else. I don't think like him 
proving that he can do it in that international team is extra motivation or that someone like Simple needs to like search motivation like that. I feel like he's an extremely competitive guy when he can be focused and, and be allowed to, to focus on playing Counter-Strike exclusively, right? So whether that has changed for him or not, I guess we'll have to see how that goes, right? But just the, the fact that it's an international team in itself, I don't think it's going to move the scale all too much. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a unique time to be but in. I don't... Yeah, you know who I'm like. I told you one of my teams that I'm looking forward to watching. I think are going to be exciting. Is Spirit? Yeah, I should have mentioned Ants as well. By you know, the way. I didn't mention Ants before. I just want to get on the record before someone fucking tries to line me up. You knew who was the second team? Who like was that? the first team? You said Spirit. Okay, yeah, the second team. Falcons. Cloud Nine. Falcons. Oh, with yeah. Longs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from, MHL and from shit. like these, you know, lower tier teams. Um, not the blockbuster names and the blockbuster changes because they brought in Boros, Long, MHL. So have, they have those three young guys and then Body and MBK. And if they can like somehow figure that out, like build a good, like set up the game well and create a good atmosphere with the young guys, like not too strict, um, but also not too loose, sort of a, an environment in which those three guys can thrive and frag, like. I can see them, you know, at the very least qualifying for a couple of, you know, big turn, like maybe qualifying for Sydney, you know, from the EU qualifier, like something like that. I could see that happen. It's an interesting mix of players over there, but this is like I'm similarly hopeful when Sprout, uh, you know, there was a period of time where Sprout looked like they could have been exciting and, and kind of broken through that barrier. I guess it's the same thing here, but they have the difference of the experience from uh, MBK and, and I suppose body. Uh, who was there towards the top, but only for a shorter period of time, right? So uh, that, it is an interesting mix to see. I think that they'll be at the Gamers 8 uh, event, right? I'm not sure if... I don't think they're in Cologne. I don't think they uh, no. are in that. So they'll be at Gamers 8, but that I guess that's that's their focal point, I imagine, to go to that event and make a bit of a splash there. Uh, and also for the org, I think it's like a home event as well. So there's uh, there's, there's that going on. There's just like we're we're almost back. We're almost back in um, in season, and it's like it. You know, I just all I want to do is sit at home and play Counter Strike. So and maybe a little bit of Daisy. We have been doing a lot of that, to be fair. Yeah, nice. I, I feel like we'd we'd like to do more though. You know, the, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's enough hours in the day between all the podcasts I'm doing, Henry. There's a fucking podcast every minute, so you've got to fit the Counter Strike in between that. You do enjoy a podcast. I don't think anyone enjoys a podcast quite as much as me. <laughs> Yeah, and even when you're not on the podcast, you're, you've got like five podcasts you listen to. Yeah, well, I got judged for those as well. People didn't like my podcast choices, Jason. <laughs> they also were unhappy with... Uh, which, which choices did you have? Did you announce it on the show? Make him, yeah, don't yeah, make yeah, him yeah, say yeah. it again. Okay. Don't, don't yeah. make him go okay, through sorry. all the time. I, yeah. I, understand. I was just looking for the context. That's all I understand. Now. There's certain things you can't like talk about, Henry, and that's, that's apparently one of them. Um, well, things so. you enjoy, you can't talk about. Yeah, and like harmless things that <laughs> things don't hurt anybody else. Enjoy. Just yeah. like, you know, just like things I listen to and don't, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all right. Now. It's a brave new world. No, it just shows I'm getting older because I like, like I, I, I think it's, it, I, I actually have defaulted to most of it just being very humorous to me unless I'm having a really bad day and then it's, it's not. But most of the time, everything's just pretty funny, most. which is nice. Yeah. It's, it's a good place to be. That is a good to, place to, look to be. From that, from that angle. 
And then like when you the I the thing that ticks me off still is losing count. I fucking hate it. It's the worst feeling in the world. There's I nothing lost worse. A couple of weeks ago, and the the goat league that 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 affected me for like three days. It's so like, fucked in man. a real bad place. I was depressed. Didn't I, I talk to anyone. Wasn't on team yeah, speak. Didn't didn't leave the house for like three days. I was just sulking at home. I just couldn't handle losing. I hated it. It's so bad. This is the thing, and the, and then I like the the only way to make sure that it doesn't happen again is to fucking play. But then you get you, you know you have those, and then you take some breaks, and it's like fuck. You just got to keep grinding, and you always get like, reminded of how these, good you used to be. But you go yeah, on these patches and face it as well. Me. One day, Jason, we can play some face it, and everything's fine. You know, everything you you yeah. know, we're having to get with competitive games of Counter Strike. We're we're doing, and the next day I'm playing. I couldn't put my fucking crosshair in the right direction to fucking save my life, Jason. Yeah, it, it it's there's no consistency, and the only way is to battle through, and probably not yeah. change mouse. The only way is to have yeah, yeah, changing mouse is not the, 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 maybe the route. The only way is to get uh, get like a group of you know like partnered pug teams that you have, and you just play against the same ones over and over again. Then you know exactly what's coming at all times. No, come on, I don't True. want that. I like the excitement of you know going up against a lobby and them talking shit and us winning. It's not fun when they talk shit and we lose, but when they talk shit and we win, it's fucking great. That, I yeah, love talking shit. That is man. a good feeling. I fucking I do. Love I talk a lot of shit, shit too. I'm always like when I'm in the mood when we're having a good time. It's like I don't like talking shit. It's like kind of I I talk shit when someone uh, starts like first or is like he's like uh, salty about something, you know. And we're like coding them and then to talk and then I'm just like being that little dick that's like oh that was thanks for free elo or something like that, you know. Like, but. The, the better one is like when the opponents are actually good and you can see that they are getting annoyed. You know, we have those opponents sometimes that get annoyed that you have basic team play. Oh, yes, yes, and yes, they're yes, like, yes. Oh, oh yeah. you're, 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 you're flashing for each other, like, or, you know, you're, you're, you're using like smokes and uh, smoke molly combo, like, and all of that. It's like, well, you know, you're, you're so good. We have to try really hard. Elo is <laughs> yeah, all I have. And, you know, like, <laughs> things like that. It just, it's, it's so ridiculous, like how aggravated people get, like how invested I, they are into that one pug of Counter. I know exactly what you're saying there, right? Like teams, like when we're playing and we're in like a five stack, like our and, aim and is sorry, nowhere I, near I, as good. I have yeah. to finish this. My favorite thing is when I'm like <laughs> three and 22 and I talk the most shit. <laughs> Like when I know I'm having a bad game and like Nico's carrying me and this guy on the other team is losing his mind uh, and everything. And then I get like, I win one clutch and I'm like, so easy. The problem <laughs> we've got chat is like, and face it, you can't fake Nick, right? So not to say people play differently, but they certainly, when they see it, well, they like, like to own us. you and I, they like to, they like to own names us. they recognize, like they straight away, they, 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 they're not talking shit, but you know, like, oh, we're playing against like known people in the scene. Like we better like put our best showing on here. And it's just like, it can be very stressful. Cause you know, like you've got to perform. They're expecting you to give them a good game. And like, like you said, the aim for some reason these days, the aim is we're just out old, of control. Man. It's so How hard. good everyone is with the pre-fires and like online CS is just fucking hard right now. Now, 2023 CSGO is a difficult affair in face of level 10. People are fucking, like, you can just see, like, the time people put into deathmatch and stuff and just focusing on their aim. Because what you're saying, Yanko, we have this experience. Like, we can do decent macro, right? Like, we can throw the base level utility to get the map control. Um, but the bit that we just get fucking owned on is if they cunts just swing, if they just fight, <laughs> yeah. if they just, like, and we just get destroyed. And it's like, well, what the fuck can we do? And it's like, we're throwing Triple the right up. utility. 
Yeah, and then then you pull out the then you pull out the orbs, you get a bit of cheese for a while, and then they just start rushing beyond Inferno over and over again, and constant flashes in it. But um, th- that's the thing, like it's you you have to do the team play you have to do like the the macro game to beat these guys because they're just it's all we've got this, it's fucked man yeah exactly but this is i was talking to henry about this before as well i was like mate i was doing like i was just playing deathmatch i was just in there for deathmatch like just doing kills 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 you have to do it you don't have a choice if you want to try and play and like have be able to compete you just have to play fucking shitloads of deathmatch so at least we can shoot because that's it it's it's fucking hard if all these little geeks out there would next time they see us let us win just give us the elo. Just get like keep make it close. Make it make us feel like we earned it. But you know, let, let us let us win, man. Yeah, make us feel we'll good about ourselves. <clears throat> back on the saddle this week. It's yeah. Fine. Well, the problem is like when you go to events, it's hard to keep fragging. I guess if because we well, ESL events, we get PCs. I guess I could just fucking go and deathmatch every day. Ah, oh, Counter Strike. It what is hard. Cool you mistress. just you lose it. You lose it quick these days. We don't. It's so know. fun though, man. Like, there's nothing better than like you know, it's a tense game. And you win a clutch, like you win a one on two when the scoreline's like twelve, twelve or some shit. And you know yeah, you've broken them. It fucking feels so good, man. Even just pugs, and it feels yeah. awesome. Fuck That's yeah. why CS has had its hook for twenty years. You know you what know, I hate? Nothing can equal that feeling. You know what I hate the most is like okay, so we're not play, you know we're not professional players. We're not doing you know we're playing like to have fun or or, or whatever, right? But I'm playing to win, but, Yanka. Yes, but yes, but <laughs> losing is not fun. You know, losing is not it's not fun to lose, right? But I'm like okay with losing if we're you know having a good time or whatever. Like the game is good and we lost, who cares? But the part that I hate is this. Like I I also fuck around when I play. You know, I sometimes do some silly shit, right? Like, I'm not going to listen to you, Chad, every single round micromanaging me, right? So, <laughs> so it's like, I'm fine with that, but I don't tolerate fucking around in like a 4v2 anti-equo, you know? Agreed. And then we lose one of those, and then I have 1,400, and I have to play with a FAMAS for the next three gun rounds, right? That's also not fun. So I'm like... You try and write a fine line of caring and not yeah, caring. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So I'm like, if this round is important, I'm going to be serious about trying to win it, right? But if you have a buffer of five rounds, you know, and we're in a whatever, 4v3, maybe I have a cheeky dumb peek and then we, you know, lose that round. But that's okay. We still have money to buy. We can still, you know, it's not like horrible. But if we are fighting for our lives here and it's a close round and we just have to not do something stupid to win it, I'm not going to do something stupid and if someone else does something stupid and then we lose that round then i'm going to be i, I like unhappy that you, jason i like that you time your stupid decisions around economy that's that's next level i really appreciate yeah. that yeah we're res- fiscally responsible some might say <laughs> sure. jason. yeah that's that's admirable yeah so uh no but that may like there's nothing worse than winning pistol losing second round the game sucks from that point yeah. on. It's so hard to get back. Like it's always like, in the back foot, man. And if you you always you force by back, and you you won the pistol on the CT side, so of course when you force by back, you only got fourteen hundred. So maybe you've got a five seven, and maybe a smoke, and it's just you know, come on, man. It's not like, ideal. Fuck, man. It's not. You don't want to be ideal. there. No. You don't want to. You'd prefer to have the AK or even the Mac Ten. You know, you'd, be, you'd love to be running around with the Mac Ten, getting some counter in. But uh, yeah, I Henry has your has your uh, device left. Uh, Italy yet? Is it? Is it no, I just checked it like two minutes ago. I don't think it's happening. It's not coming uh, today. No, there'll be no Vita today, oh, which is fine. That's not we'll, good. We'll, we'll live to fight another day. It's okay. 
We can't get Henry. Henry doesn't like. Uh, well, it's and this is okay. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but he's not a fan Go of Daisy, so we can't get you in the Daisy. I wouldn't even try asking Yanko or Jason to get in the Daisy. No, I just have zero interest in that sort of game. Yeah, it it's fair have enough. That sort of competitive element to it. It's a lot of walking around. It doesn't feel as good as Counter Strike. Yeah. Like I get what you guys like it. I've always said I'm not a hater. Don't dislike that you guys play it. It's just, just not for me. It's not one of those games. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's that. That's fair enough. I can't. I can't fault you there. I can't. Uh, I can't fold that one. It's not for everybody. Not it's everybody. It's too fiddly, you know. There's too many moving parts. There is like, a lot same reason on. I couldn't play that Tarkov or something like that. It looks too complicated. Yeah, and that, I guess that's that's why we always come back to Counter Strike. I generally don't enjoy playing games that have crafting, and every game has crafting exactly. nowadays. Yeah, man, that's too much work. It's it's too much. Well, especially when you get to remember the shit, and the game doesn't fucking prompt you to do stuff. You got to yeah. know like the recipes and everything like that. It's like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I don't. It's just a peaceful game. I like running through the forest, Jason. I understand that. So, yeah, yeah you so played a lot, Jack. Jason. Does I that? Guess, like, you probably play that <laughs> just as much as CS, don't you? Yeah, I play. Well, sometimes when you when the thing is when you play Daisy, you have to play Daisy. Like, there's no, you're not playing for short periods of time. You're playing for for. Oh, so it's like a, like a week session you're in for. Is that that yeah, kind of because thing? like it depends on what you're playing. Like, if you're playing the mouse, you can play like one night for like three or four hours, and you can like have a pretty cool like fun time. If you want to try and complete it, complete like some of the things to do on the mouse you could be doing it all week for sure or if you want to be on a server like uh Chinaris, which is a huge map and people like build build bases and shit that's a bit that's that's not that's not for me the base building shit i don't want to fucking do the base yeah building base building shit. seems like it'd be taking it to a new level an unnecessary level unnecessary yeah. whereas the other thing's survivally and it's pvp and it's got like a bit of lore to it like you're trying to essentially go to a different planet um hashtag spoiler alert uh but yeah I, I don't know like when when i play it you kind of get the bug for it because it's a really high adrenaline game when you get in fights because it's such high stakes as opposed to counter-strike where you die and you're alive in the next round of play and the stakes are really crazy when it gets like down to the wire and it's clutchy and everything you almost like a lot of the fights you have in daisy are life or death like if you die that's it you lose everything like all of the time that you've spent over the last couple of hours like looting and getting all your shit it's likely gone where when you die right so um that's that's what makes like the adrenaline of that game when you do get into fights like crazy high. But there are a lot of downtimes where you're making fires and defrosting food and doing fuck all. Yeah, that was that was what pissed me off in that game. Defrosting food. I was like, what sort of bullshit mechanic is this? We've got to run around and make fires to eat food. It's like eating food's already a pain in the ass, but I've got to defrost all this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a fucking a, insane a game mechanic. Defrosting food. Yeah, I, that's when I just tapped out. I can't do this. Like, we can't. We don't can't make a fire right now. We're gonna have to wait. I said, "Well, I'll die of hunger then." Oh yeah. Well, you have to come back. It's like, well, yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I think I'm out. <laughs> it's not for yeah, everyone. Like, well, I'm gonna die because of some frozen food. Fair <laughs> Speaking of which, games, Jason, you must be all in on Diablo right now. At least uh, got your toe in there. Yeah, I've been I've been putting some hours into it because it's an easy game to just boot up when I've got like a, a thirty minute. 30 minutes free and you know just do something quick so i've been enjoying that it's just a nostalgia hit man is it a, is it a decent is it better than three uh i it's better than three i think in terms of the story which was which was pretty good uh some weird spots but uh yeah it's better than three but the end game is a little i mean like all diablo games like no matter how good they are there comes a point where i'm just like just the, grinding. The end game is just like killing mobs to see if you can get a lucky roll on a new weapon or an armor upgrade. So like at a certain point, it's just going to be like, oh, okay, I've, I've done this enough. Like my character, I think is up to like 65 <clears throat> right now. I've mostly just been doing it alone. A couple games with Fifi, a couple games with Scrawny. Um, 
But you with know, Fifi, what's he up to these days? Yeah, Is we play, I played some CS2 with him the other day. We 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 went and we started headshotting together. Um, oh, I forgot he defected to North America. Yeah, he's he's good, man. He uh, he's got his new gig. I don't know if it's been like announced or anything like that. He just did like ten days in Korea as well, so he's fresh off a of vacation. Um, but yeah, we just hopped in and, and played some Diablo and switched over to CS. Got Sue in a couple games of CS. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're putting together. It's not exciting. Yeah, I think I'm going to put together a nice North American pug crew to take on the uh, the Europeans that you guys have going on. I think for me, I'm what you said about Diablo is like, well, I've finished the game, like I finished the first run, you know, so now it's just the same story again. I understand it's like more difficult and different items and everything, but it's the same quests. Yeah, yeah. You, so you don't really like replay. Yeah, I mean, they have the side quests and everything. You don't really replay the campaign. You just get into like the hardcore kind of leveling yeah, strategies. You, yeah, yeah, to go like and grab. I guess it's just not for me then. Like you know, I, I understand there's a large audience who find the opinion, but I love the story and like all that stuff. I the cinematics are cool. When I was like running out of games to play during COVID, I guess I got like Diablo. Diablo two came out like remastered or whatever, so I played yeah. that, and then I played three. So I guess now it makes sense to play. I enjoyed three yeah. more than the average guy, but yeah, it's just like any other Diablo game. You get to a point where you're like, wow, I've grinded through these dungeons uh, plenty for, for a while. I'll just turn this bad boy off now. But the problem is like when these games come out, like it, it depends on the people that you're around, right? Like I remember when Diablo 3 came out, I was around a lot of people who were like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then like we spent two days grinding it and then could, could, like completed the first thing. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that again. Like, we just fucking did it. I, why do I need to? Why do I need to do it again? Yeah. I've, I've done it once, right? And then I don't think I ever played it again. Like for me, having the chibi weeby collectibles and the fucking sapphire stones in my sword, I don't really give a fuck. Um, like I don't, I don't play a lot of um, top-down games. Most of the stuff I like playing is FPS. Sure. What was that game, Henry? We were playing. It was fucking awesome. It was like um, Overwatch. It was the it was the Gundam game. Oh yeah, it's just called Gun. It's by Namco Bandai. It's just called Gundam Evolution. Offensive or some shit. Gundam Evolution. That was it. Um, it was just an Overwatch clone, but it was it was pretty it was good. Like, I, I, it was just being massive Gundam robots. It's just like everyone loves robots. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it died out though. It's like like every one of those games. Like it's like the flavor of the month. That was like flavor of the week. Yeah. And then the player base went from like two thousand to like two hundred, and then it's dead. We're, we're playing uh, Battle Bit Remastered at the moment. We got Trace onto that the That's other evening. That's a banger, to be fair. That's a yeah, great I game. think everyone's playing that. Like the fact it's like what a three-man dev team and they've created this like potential game of the year. Like it's pretty remarkable. I've seen some it, clips. It looks cool as hell. It's really fun. Like it's it's got good mechanics for shooting and stuff. But it also like the, the game, like the look. People go, oh, it's Minecraft. Well, you play it and it's a good FPS game, right? Like the shooting feels satisfying. Getting kills. The mechanics is cool. are like just as good, if not better, than like Call of Duty. So. Yeah. It looks like it looks like an old school shooter in that sense, in terms of like the movement and the shooting and like your ability yeah, to it's like, jump around. It's like a hybrid between COD like and Battlefield nineteen forty four, I would say. Okay. You can res your opponents, you can uh you can heal them, you can like there's tanks, there's helicopters, but there's all different game modes. Uh there's a whole bunch of different like weapon selections and everything like that. But it, it's like it's just a good bit of fun with like a larger group. Like when we're on here on TeamSpeak and we have like fucking, you know, eight, ten 12 people on here it's it's good because everyone can just fucking jump in and play that and you you know counter-strike it's a bit more of a limiting factor all right um gentlemen do we have much more we uh want on this week's agenda i think this was a really solid episode yeah it was a banger i think it was good um thanks for having me disappointed about your your uh your 
entry into the show, Henry, like Jason pointed out? Um, I think next time we can work on it. I think for this Friday for the video, the video show, we can come up with something else, a bit more of a grandiose entrance, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a better, WWE. A better looking layout, for sure. I, yeah. I'm thinking about turning the couch around, using the TV as the, the backdrop. Uh, oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. We'll get the that coffee table, nice. get your mic arm, my mic arm going, get a couple webcams, <laughs> yeah. sit Alex down. and uh, All right. Okay, well, that's something. We can make up for that. Yeah. We might need some fun and games. Do you guys have any suggestions for what we should do on that episode? I could Yanko prepare a little quiz for you two. To oh, be fair. A quiz would be nice. Uh, we could do a quiz between the two of you based around our kind of tournament experience, perhaps. Okay. We could do something like, what was the first event Jason was pied at, for example? Sure. Right? Oh, okay. yeah. I'll craft something like that. Huge. Yeah, some good history. <laughs> and if you Just paid attention anything? during this episode, Chad, you'll, you'll exactly. know the answer. That's, that's yeah, the key. Exactly. Okay. Well, is there anything, Jason, that you, you would like us discussing? Uh, no, I'm going to, let's wait and see what roster changes come out. You know, let's see what pops off. But, um, I think, you know, I could think at this, maybe you could ask Alex a little bit more, get the firsthand experience of the, uh, of the waxing since we, since we touched on that. So, so much. We could revisit episode. the waxing. Find yeah, yeah. We could put on, on the screen behind us. Get yeah. Alex's opinion on the, uh, you know, on, uh, on the more painful location to have waxed. I didn't, yes. um. I, I didn't check. I should check, but because we're because the video episode will be on Spotify, we might be able to you know play certain music. Uh, so that's something that I want to. So I, I'm sure we could play the video. Oh, you could get DJ Henry. You could bring the after party Henry into the DJ booth. Oh wow, it's been a while. It hasn't been seen since Dreamhack Mama. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a wild one. 